Joshua Earp. My pleasure to be here. Thank you. What's up, my brother? Thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you, man. So pumped. I always believe in gratitude because they say all of success, which is merely the progressive realization of a worthy idea or goal, can be summed up with one word, and that's attitude. Because everything we do has an equal and opposite reaction, right? And so, you know, people just react to the way we act. And so if you take the word attitude and put, you know, a GR in front of it, you get gratitude. And I always say you have to be grateful in order to become great. Yep. Yeah. We have to become grateful to become great. And also you can't be grateful and angry at the same time. And we're grateful to Matt McKibben. Oh, my God. Bringing us together. Amazing. Love individual. you so much, brother. We love you, Matt, if you're listening to this. We love you so much. <laughs> this has been one of my favorite Los Angeles intros so far, and I've just been so pumped for this conversation. We're going to unpack piercing the veil of reality. We're going to yes. unpack so many great aspects to patterns in nature, cracking search engine optimization, the synthesis of science and spirituality, the nature of consciousness, God, reality ridiculously pumped you're one of my favorite tennis players oh yeah to play with well this because is... we both know we can hit the ball you know? that's right we know it's we're not going to hit it towards a dead end you know? that's right that's right okay joshua erp comes from the lineage of wyatt erp which is very interesting let's unpack the journey though as much detail as you'd like to share with us. Yeah. Who were you growing up? What's up with your lineage? How did you pick up the interests that you care about? Today? Yeah. I mean, even though the Wyatt Earp, you know, family bloodline, I guess, you know, some consider Hollywood royalty or whatever. I actually grew up with, you know, no money. I grew up with, you know, didn't know anybody in the middle of Illinois, which is where Wyatt Earp's from. And there was nothing around me except churches and cornfields. And that's it. So, you know, they always say if opportunity doesn't knock, you have to build a door. So I decided, you know, I was just going to keep building doors until finally it started knocking. <laughs> so, but no, it's, you know, so that's where I came from. I was always interested in the human mind. You know, I was always interested in, in uh, you know, entheogenic, uh, you know, properties. I was always interested in, in um, mentalism and magic and hypnosis and, and really just supernatural paranormal things, um, you know, rooted in science, you know, not necessarily rooted in, um, you know, any more of the less intangible stuff, even though, as you know, as well, it's everything is pretty much metaphysical because, you know, anyone who ever that's why Napoleon Hill wrote the book Think and Grow <laughs> Rich, yeah. which was really just a long form sales letter for his much larger work, you know, the laws of success. Um, and even that he ripped off of uh, Wallace D. Waddle's, you know, science of getting rich. Uh, or borrowed rather not ripped off you know because picasso said good artists copy great artists steal right i mean hey if you have universal principles that work why not just regurgitate them and sell millions of copies which by the way it's the second best-selling book you know next to the bible my friend don green's the ceo of the napoleon hill foundation and um the thing is is um you know it's the second best-selling book next to the bible and it's created more millionaires than any other book in history and um, there's a whole chapter dedicated to one of my favorites is the mystery of sex transmutation, which mm. we can get into. Mm -hmm. But also uh, the whole chapter dedicated to enthusiasm, which, believe it or not, the two actually tie hand in hand. And that, like I said, Enthuse. entheogenic, yeah, entheogenic <laughs> properties is enthused, right, which is esoteric or inner rather than exoteric outer, which is excitement, you know. Yeah. yeah. Unleashing the divine within. Amen to that. Exactly. Yeah. So what about this 
finding yourself growing up in Illinois and setting yourself up with these opportunities that awakened you more and more to the biggest questions about reality and then the move to Los yeah. Angeles how did that happen yeah so instead of going out and networking and finding the right people you have to first become the right person mm. you know that was a big breakthrough for me mm. so everything and everyone that I've attracted into my life is the direct result of the person that I became you know in the process and so yeah. rather than going out there looking for it right you must search in here and um what were some of those things though that led you to that in investigation of awareness and yeah. the upgrading of your own state of consciousness to higher vibration how did that those triggers happen was it someone in the lineage was it yeah there's really not it? much you know in the lineage necessary i mean besides i guess my or DNA. was it think and grow rich was it like things like that think and grow rich really had a profound effect on me because it's basically saying you know write your goals in stone right but write the methods in sand meaning that you have to be stubborn about your goals but yes. be flexible with your methods and if you yes. don't end up hitting your goal you don't change the goal you simply change the methodology you know in order to get you there in fact and that ties in also with counterfactual simulation which is, uh, you know, basically reverse engineering, you know, the end result. Like Dr. Stephen Covey, the author of, you know, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which he also borrowed that, those ideas from another source. Hey, we all do, though. Yeah, yeah. Nothing against those guys or anything. In fact, it's great for them to bring this stuff to light, right? Yeah, which light yeah. is consciousness and consciousness is information. Um, but anyway, so um, he always says begin with the end in mind, yep. right? And so the whole thing is in stone, but having the trajectory be more like sand, flexible. On yeah. How we get there, yeah. And so the thing is, is um, what's a good analogy here? So basically, you know, it's all about counterfactual simulation. So let me explain kind of more about that. So it's beginning with the end in mind, essentially, but there's more to it. So counterfactual simulation is the basis in which all science fiction is written. Right. Which science was founded by a man by the name of Rene Descartes upon an angelic vision. So even you know science itself as practical as it is has its roots in you know the occult or esotericism or mysticism right and so science fiction the root of all of it right is is uh, counterfactual simulation so it's asking yourself the question what would it look like if blank happened okay so in science fiction it might look like something like this what would it look like if something crazy happened and then there there are mind or their hand will just start kind of automatic writing it'll just automatically start filling in the gaps yeah right so when it comes to setting goals and success or relationships or health or anything like that we have to begin with the end in mind okay and um but before that though one thing i also want to say is that you know i can even show you an experiment so and it would know, look it would look something like like this i would I would assume we would have like in chapter two in C theory and high level perception, you have that sort of birth point and then you have this big North star and that that's what you write in stone as you're describing in these science fiction yeah. sort of writings. And then you're very loose in terms of the trajectory space of the ways in sand for you to actually yeah. attain said. Yeah. The purpose of life is to discover your purpose. And so, so the whole thing is, is if I were to ask you, let's do an example right now, an analogy, right? So it. if I were to ask you, what would it look like if you were standing on the moon and you looked around you? What would that look like? 
beautiful. And do you see how your brain began immediately configuring a mental image exactly. of what it would look like? I love it. Well, that right there is called counterfactual simulation. Yeah. So when it comes to, like I said, I wonder goal setting, why it has to be counterfactual. Because in computer science, we also call this a Monte Carlo tree search or a model-based reinforcement learning. I'm. Why does it have to be counterfactual? Because it's a simulated. Is that why it's uh, it counterfactual? could be? Well, basically, what I was getting at with that point is that um, I'm just wondering in terms way, of the branding. Yeah, but just because to finish the it's like Jordan Peterson also calls it future yeah. authoring. Right? I like Jordan Peterson a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do you see but once the again, branding he's is using. But once yeah. again, he's using language, which is a phenomenon to describe other phenomenon, right? So you can only go so far in that direction. But one thing I was going to say, just to finish the thought, is the same way your brain began immediately configuring, regardless of the terminology, whether it's counterfactual or not. The, the same way that your brain began mentally configuring that image is what, they, what is known as counterfactual simulation. And so the whole thing is, is uh, when it comes to success, right, you just set the goal and then your brain will begin just like you did with the moon exercise, uh, which we'll get into the moon and NASA and all this other stuff with, you know, translucent objects and, and all that. But the whole thing is, is your brain will automatically fill in the gaps to get you there and reverse engineer the steps that it takes to get to that goal, you know, regardless of what the terminology is called. You know? Yeah, I would definitely completely concur that that in essence that you seem to have identified at a very young age is super rich and valuable. And then now the way that you're sharing it with other people, super rich and valuable. Yeah, I would say that from what I understand, the idea that we were that we've been sharing as counterfactual simulation or this idea of a north star or this idea of monte carlo tree search or model based reinforcement learning i would say that future authoring i agree with you in principle that it's that principle that is paramount to do but i would also argue that the mimetic label is extremely important in the sense of the more precise concise and storytelling that it becomes explain like i'm five which is why north star is pretty fucking good and it's better than monte carlo tree surge counterfactual simulation mbrl future authoring future authoring is pretty simple but north star seems to be most simple and that is what is needed for children to at younger ages than even we awaken to these phenomena grasp it and then have that sort of divine realization what the fuck is my north star because i want to actualize gifts into the world and then that's where we i love that okay so then you had these profound moments when yeah. you were growing up yeah, those were some of the big triggers of even moving to L.A. Yeah, so I'll just go over the whole story, you know. Um, and so basically, at the age of eight years old, okay, growing up in Illinois, I started playing guitar, you know. And that's whenever I discovered the Pythagorean golden ratio of two to one and the 12th fret on the guitar repeats back at one at 13 as well. And so, you know, I've always had this very mathematical, symphonic, orchestral type of a brain, you know, that just is fascinated by all this stuff, you know. Um, but so eight years old is when I started. And actually being ambidextrous, which I'm not ambidextrous, but, you know, guitar, you know, definitely helps with your dexterity, right? But being ambidextrous is actually what unlocks, you know, the two hemisphere of the brains, kind of like monoatomic white gold and ormus, which 
you know, balances the two hemispheres of the brain as well. Um, but anyway, so you can practice, just brush your teeth with your left hand sometimes, you yeah. know, try to mm. cook, cut, cut some vegetables with your left hand. Yeah, My know? friend actually would teach how to uh, become ambidextrous by taking two pens at the same time Ooh. and drawing as small of the circle as you possibly can and then slowly making it bigger over time and training Ooh. your brain. He basically trains genius, which, by the way, yep. Benjamin Franklin said that, you know, like I said earlier, is that uh, genius is simply a greater aptitude for patience. I believe any human can be trained to do anything. Um, you know, if you, you'll basically, what I'm trying to say is you'll find a way or e you're either going to find an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you were yeah. at eight years old picking so, up guitar, music, guitar, magic. Okay. Magic. So magic, not magic with a K, which is ceremonial and ritualistic in nature, which is all about um, affecting the outcomes at ev of events through, um, you know, at a distance, right? Which is, is real by the way. In fact, back in the day, magic and, and the hermetic, occultic, divinatory sciences and modern day science, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure, were the two main branches. And over time, you know, magic, the real magic, not with the C, not illusions, the ceremonial ritualistic um, magic based off of intent, um, you know, was way too powerful for a bunch of uh, low life, um, you know, peasants, which is what the elite or predatory class look at us as. Um, to, it was way too powerful to be in our hands, and so they, they slowly, and when I say slowly, not so slowly, did away with that, and then now they only teach us capital S science, which is basically the new religion. It's all based on, you know, scientists can be bought just as easily as politicians, you know, and so anytime we have mainstream, um, you know, people of scientific nature, you know, trying to, um, you know, say and depict this false view of reality upon the lower class, you know, I just don't buy it. You know, it's just like the Big Bang Theory. You know, it's like there was nothing and then nothing exploded and then it created something. I just don't buy it. You know, if you like there, I just don't buy it, man. You know, and, uh, the thing is, is, um, you know, it's like it's you just got to make sure that you're being force fed this information from uh, the elite from a very early age for a reason. And it's not for your own benefit, you know. So anyway. Back to the story, because I know I'm kind of going all over the place. Eight years old, started learning mentalism, which is an ancient occult science. The word occult, don't let that freak you out. It's nothing like the word cult. Occult stems from the Latin word occultare, which means secret or hidden. So, you know, when someone says they have vast knowledge of the occult, that means they have vast forbidden or secret or hidden knowledge, right? Which knowledge comes from the Greek word gnosis and where you get hypnosis as well and Gnosticism, which is kind of like, you know, Greek mysticism, similar to how the Kabbalah is Jewish magic or Jewish mysticism, correct? Which, you know, comprises of various sephiroths or sapphires, the lowest being Yasad in Hebrew, which means the foundation, um, which all stems back from the ancient Babylonian mystery traditions and was carried through, you know, the Freemasonic and Rosicrucian and Jesuitism and illuminated seers of Bavarian societies and other co-Masonic societies that have been the connective tissue from the ancient mysteries to that of uh, today. And so anyway, long story short, uh, now here's Tom with the weather. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but anyway, so what I'm saying is, yeah, so from eight years old, I started learning all this stuff, magic, mentalism, hypnosis. Um, you know, I started experimenting with entheogenic substances, um, you know, like uh, 4-phosphoryl oxy in, in dimethyltryptamine, which is the psychedelic psilocybin mushroom, which is... Um, you know, uh, mushrooms were the, the first organisms to come to land billions of years before plants. And we're more related to the fungi kingdom than any other kingdom, more than the animal kingdom, the, the insect kingdom, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So 
anyway, so that's kind of how I started. Now, so I've always been involved in entertainment since I was young because that's just, you know, my DNA, I guess. That's what I wanted to do. That's who I wanted to become. I wanted to, you know, just express myself through music, kind of like Pythagoras did, which music has a very, um, you know, key role in, in earlier secret societies as well. Because um, it all ties in with, like Nikola Tesla said, frequency, number, and vibration, and resonance. That's what it is. So, that's how I got my start. Now, I was always very curious, as I'm sure you can imagine. I always had this incredibly vast uh, thirst for knowledge. I'm, I have a student mentality. As much as it seems like I'm teaching, they say whenever you learn, you shall teach. And whenever you receive, you shall give. And so that's kind of the whole you know, approach that I've taken. Um, but anyway, so... So my, the story of my life basically is, so that's what happened when I was eight years old. I grew up and you know, became progressively better at the things I decided to focus on with unrelinqu uh, unrelinquished uh, you know, self-discipline and things like that, right? By the way, I think, you know, especially whenever you dissect you know, high levels of achievement, I think that self-discipline, the neuropsychology of self-discipline yeah. is the closest thing you could have to a wish-granting fairy godmother. Yeah. I mean, it's like having a genie in a magic lamp that can grant your every single wish as long yeah. as you know how to use it correctly or rub it correctly, you know? Yeah. And so anyway, so, and I didn't have any mentors growing up. I didn't have any teachers. I didn't, I was all self-taught, you know? It's like I grew up with the internet and I would research things about when I was very, very young about cancer and, and disease and, you know, the human or true human origin. And G. Edward Griffin, you know, his book World Without Cancer really changed my mind on that completely. And then I got into the creature from Jekyll Island about the second look at the history of the Federal Reserve and learned about that very early on and all this other stuff, right? Um, but there, once again, I started with no money. I started with no connections. I, I basically created everything I built from scratch. And a lot of people have done that, right? A lot of people have done that. Um, but the whole thing, though, is, is um, you know, basically, with all that being said, there was no opportunity around me, you know, because it was just cornfields and churches and that's all I had so um, what I decided to do is um, I decided to go into business right search engine optimization my first business was actually a stage hypnosis business I'm one of the world's fastest hypnotists by record um, for instant inductions and you know uh, implanting suggestion through the subconscious mind by bypassing the critical faculty um, through triggering the amygdala and shocking the central nervous system which we'll talk about that in a little bit if you want but I also broke the world's record for BPM on guitar. So the, I broke, I'm one of the fastest guitar players, if not the fastest in the world, according to the fact that I broke 2,000 beats per minute through sweet picking uh, arpeggios, you know, is what it's called on guitar. So anyway, there's that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so what did I do is I went to the internet, you know, and I started learning and I started teaching myself. There's so many people that you know, have trouble making money. And the first question I ask, well, how much time do you spend? How many hours a day do you spend learning how to make money? And they always seem surprised. And they always say, well, you know, zero. And I say, well, <laughs> if you spend zero hours a day learning how to make money and you look in your bank account, there's no money there, then like it's the cognitive dissonance is, is astronomically exponential. You know, it's very anomalic in nature. So it's a phenomenalic phenomena or see how I did that I switched the words it's not a anomalic phenomenon it's I switched it backwards but uh 
Anyway, so long story short is um, that's kind of what happened. And so I started right. getting really good at his Let, skill. Let's, yeah, yeah let's unpack let's yes. so much, lot, so yeah. much. I love it. As, as you can tell, Joshua's lattice work of concepts is across many different fields. And that's why we relate so deeply because it's very synthesis-driven. And it's also... It's also what gives so many unique insights across the disciplines is when you've been able to do that. So I really like all that about you a lot. And there's tons of things in there that you mentioned that that we'll probably end up, like you said, revisiting as we go into later parts of the conversation. But most specifically, I think what's relevant into what we're about to dive into is the idea that you found out over time that similar to me with Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and you being in Illinois, many people, as they gravitate out to metropolises for something that is potentially higher up on the fitness landscape in terms of people, in terms of ideas, in terms of execution capacity, things like that, that you created your own opportunities and that in the in the sense it was driven by this idea of the star and that this idea of the star for you is that this very simple fundamental question to ask which is something along the lines of how many hours a day am i spending on learning how to make money yeah but it's it's not just money it's totally you know totally it's, it's how many hours a day? Like, am, I, that's just, am I dedicated it, to my North Star? Yeah, Specifically, yeah, exactly. and money's one of the tools we use to help yeah, us very, accelerate yeah, it's that it's process. It's a very low vibration. It's very, you know, and it has to minded. ethical and moral yes, and spiritual along the journey. And so, yeah. sp- specifically, I love, I love that question. And then also, I love the, the perspective of as you figure out over time what the most because from this very synthetic perspective you're identifying patterns you're basically able to explore more patterns across the different disciplines and then that enables you to come to these realizations that given a specific person's north star there's specific patterns that enable them to achieve it most efficaciously yeah and it's you know like Charlie Munger said, there's some people that know a little bit about a little. There's some people that know a little bit about a lot. And there's some people that know a lot about a lot. You know, and I always considered myself more on the polymath side. Me too. But I'm the complete opposite of scattered. You know, I, I yeah. really, when I go to master something, I, I spend all my time, effort, and energy. I put my 10,000 hours in. Yep. And I'm very, very focused. Because, you know, f- laser-like focus is what separates an average man from a warrior. And, um, you know, what we focus on expands. And, um, you know, Bruce Lee said that I don't fear a man who practices a thousand kicks a day. I fear a man who practices one kick a thousand times a day. Well, that's what I did. And then after I mastered that kick, I went on to the next one. And after that, to the next one. Um, It got to the point, like, you know, like being the world's fastest hypnotist and fastest guitar player and this and that. And I can go down the list or whatever. But it just, it just... I just do it until the point where I'm not intellectually stimulated anymore. I've completely mastered it. I know all the scales on guitars, all the notes you can possibly play. I know all the, you know, like it's, it just gets to the point where you get bored mm. and then you move on. Mm. Okay. Then I mastered martial arts and then I went on to, 
master um, you know magic and then after that mentalism which you know will show you guys some cool stuff maybe um, after this um, but then also you know hypnosis and then business and then I learned business and I learned internet marketing and I completely mastered internet marketing in and of itself all the way down from the email marketing sequences to retargeting paid ads list building like everything you can imagine like neuro-linguistic programming in terms of direct response copywriting elements such as presuppositions embedded commands future pacing and other hypnotic language patterns and then I got to the point where I mastered internet marketing right because everything's all about fundamentals elements and principles right and so once I mastered that then I moved on to search engine optimization because that's it's a recursive mathematical algorithm which just means that it's like the Fibonacci sequence you know Eli 5 explain like I'm 5 right it's just completely recursive in nature meaning it keeps on going and so the fact that SEO is an algorithm that's constantly being updated and changed it was like a puzzle to me so so SEO was the only of the you know internet marketing disciplines which is the most important thing in today's economic digital you know uh, innovative environment uh, to learn that SEO is why, what I chose because that's the only thing that could keep me intellectually stimulated, you know? And that's specifically because the algorithm for search engine optimization is constantly being updated over time based on the, uh, the addition of yeah. the millions of web pages and companies that enter the space for example it wasn't as common for people to have even tiktok <laughs> profiles like a year or two ago yeah and so that in itself was not so much yeah part of the algorithm that we would need to update so the seo seo in a sense keeps your ability let's see if i can hit this in general seo keeps the individual artist as they're achieving their north star it keeps their ability to become the most efficacious around especially the distillation of mimetics that inspire people to pay attention to what they're doing on their North Star journey as something yeah, that's crucial. And, and sometimes, you know, one of my, you know, advisors is a billionaire and he um you know, he manages a lot of older Hollywood stars money and stuff, you know. And he always says, you know, do what makes the most money the fastest and then do what you love. And I would imagine the the reason he said that is because if you just only do what you love all the time, you might be doing what you love on the street, you know. Um so it's like so it's that fine balance between, you know, step one is survive, step two is thrive, right? And so, and use the money to fund your passion, you know? So even though you may not, let's say you want to become the world's greatest singer, right? Even though you may have to do SEO or work some other side job or whatever it is to get to that point, at least you still have that North Star intact. And even though it seems like you're going in this direction, you know, you're doing what makes the most money the fastest so then you can do what you love and you're sacrificing a few years of your life doing the things no one else would do or want to do to live the rest of your life in a way that no one else can. Yep. Another one of the perennial wisdoms of those that are passing along the most efficacious trajectory enhancing techniques to achieve North Stars and 
in this case, the more that you become, I love this one, the more that you become enriched around your understanding of the way that SEO works, the more you're able to achieve that North Star most efficaciously in many ways. I mean, a lot of people want to just be a good parent. There's very there's a big color wheel of options of what people want to achieve in the world. And so a lot of the times it's not something that is hyper up the bell curve yeah. and wanting to impact a billion people, which is what we're talking about right now, which is becoming the absolute best mimetic distiller and communicator so that people pay attention to what updates you're trying yeah. to cast on the planet. But and even then, that's the same thing's true for what you were just saying a moment ago, which is that a lot of people have to be patient, like you were saying earlier, about yeah. wanting to do something that may be ethical money attainment and then fueling that into the North Star fire. But that's, again, that's usually for something that if someone says that, well, maybe my North Star for maybe the color orange on the color wheel is maybe something along the lines of, well, I'm cool with I'm cool with maybe just running a business in my local city. And that's oh, yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, and a being a good point. parent. And that's a like, great point. And so that's why I said in the beginning, success by definition, right, is the progressive, keyword progressive, right, realization right realization right of a worthy idea or goal so what that means is yeah the woman that's working at the gas station is just as successful as the man that went to school to become a doctor given that that's what he or she wanted to do yeah. and so that's a really yeah. you know illustrious point that i think is it's very crucial valid. it's crucial so yeah the, so the north star as long as it's a worthy idea or goal whatever color it is on the color wheel progressively, progressively realize it. because yeah. it's it's all about the the journey not the destination yeah. in fact the future is an illusion whenever we arrive at the future we're going to discover it's just another present moment mm -hmm. yeah there's this so. beautiful balance between the absolute <laughs> highest in exactly. in the moment and at the same time negotiating with that future star that yeah. we're striving towards and um the universe is malleable you know because the universe is simply the you y-o-u inverse right inverse that equal opposite reaction so as long as we progressively go towards our goals it's like water it's malleable it's going to eventually get out of your way you know it's like backing the universe into a corner as long as you just keep going in that direction which direction is more important than speed Right, because many are going nowhere fast. Um, if you keep going in that direction and you back the universe in the corner, there's there's no other option but to become a success. You know, um, Thomas Edison said, "I was bound to succeed because I simply ran out of ways that would not work." Yeah. You know, we have like guys like Henry Ford that say, "You know, in order to succeed, we must double our rate of failure." And so, but we also have to learn how to survive the fail as well. And there is no failure until we admit defeat. And so. That's why we have to be flexible with our methods, but stubborn with our goals. Yes. Love that. Now, I want to maybe take this from as high 
macro level of a perspective yeah. as possible so we don't get lost yeah, in and then the, we'll finish my story in know, the weeds like, well, this is this is already this is the one of the cool parts of the story we yeah. got through the earlier we're kind of in yeah, some of the right. meat right now yeah and either in it, whether my story or not doesn't matter what matters is the principles and elements were discussed and the foundations like you exactly. said principles elements foundations yeah, those are crucial mind, exactly. well they are they are you you there's a lot of crucial points along the way that that people take from that from that story yeah. All right. Because we didn't From get to when the, I moved to L.A. and when I got in the movie industry and all this other stuff. Yeah. We'll get into that later. But. Which, yeah, the acting, music, yeah. there's there's a lot here. Yeah. Exa- well, also for round two and beyond because there's so many more nuances to unpack and we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get – we'll, Yeah, especially on let's, – let's, let's take this from a high-level perspective. So as we attempt to communicate to people that there is some sort of a – a pattern of how people can most effectively. So let's talk about the higher performers now. So we're not talking about the color orange of having one business high and performers, which is just another synonym for the people with actual self-discipline, right? <laughs> <laughs> or just the specific color on the yeah, wheel, let's say. Sure. Yeah. Cause purple on the wheel, if it is these two, three standard deviations up genius, that's trying to augment the codes for everybody. Excellent. But the, person that is the color orange that's just being a good parent having a business in a more rural town great as well beautiful expression of consciousness as well that's what they want if that's what they want to do which sometimes people aren't exposed to the ideas and stories and goals and others that that help them realize that maybe i do want something a little bit more which is also fair to say all right so for the purple let's say in this scenario so we have what is people that are trying to understand? Okay, Mr. Joshua, you are in many ways very strategically trained in SEO to the extent at which you can potentially help me as a high performer achieve my north star with greater efficacy so my question would be something like this on the most like macro level way for this color purple person that's trying through whatever medium it is that today they maybe have their websites they have their social media accounts they have their business whether it be a physical brick and mortar business or something that's e-commerce related or something that's strictly media related and advertisement generating for revenue brand deals all this different type of stuff yeah we have your just the generic style of business and we have the generic style of websites and social accounts and all that stuff what is that top recommendation or two for this entrepreneur that's hustling in the seo space what is the what exactly? What's the top recommendation for this entrepreneur that's hustling yeah. for them to do in the SEO space to rocket them up? Gotcha. The first thing I would say is uh, join the Amish community. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's the complete opposite. No, I was just thinking because when you started talking about social media and SEO, I was like, damn, we are in the 21st century, you know, approaching the next, right? Yeah. Um, but no, what we do is we reverse engineer Google's patents. So we take all the guesswork out of it. We don't believe in wasting time. Uh, we reverse engineer the patents. A lot of people don't know you can do that. You go to google.com slash patents. It'll 301 redirect you to the you know patents.google.com subdomain. And it looks like just a normal search engine like Google. But may, it's, may, it's, we? may we? Yeah, it's the, let, exactly. It's okay, the patent search engine. I'll show you my favorite patent. Okay, you said 
It's um, google.com forward slash patent? Yeah, patents. And then what it's going to do is 301 redirect you to patents.google.com, which it looks like just another search engine, but it's actually not. Okay, hold on a second. So, <laughs> all right. So we typed in uh, google.com forward slash patents, and we just got redirected to... It should be patents.google.gov or something like but that. But we But it just uh, took us to... Click on this? Uh, no, the browser. Or, yeah, the URL. Oh, the URL. Okay. Click on that and then mm -hmm. hit command, like copy it. Uh-huh. Okay. And then paste it again. Okay. And what pops up? Okay. So they're always changing things around. It doesn't matter. Okay. So they, here they we this, are, though. So the whole point is you're in the patent search engine. They always do a hard code redirect somewhere Okay. Else. Okay. So now type in ranking documents. Okay. Ranking documents. Okay. Okay, and then you pull up the first one. Actually, let's see. Yeah, okay, so the first one. So what you're looking at, if you notice real quick before you click, okay. is what we're looking at is not a typical Google search engine. This is the, the patent search engine, okay? And most changes that Google updates, which by the way, not, just so you guys understand why we're even talking about this, 97%, okay? Not, yeah. I mean, this is an astronomical number. 97% yeah. of all online experiences in general Okay, experiences online, 97% begins with a search engine. Yep. And don't get me wrong, social media is very cute. Okay, you can make money off of it, it's very cute, but that's only 3% of the pie. You know, why would you spend most of your efforts and, and energy and, and uh, also most of your money, you know, on paid ads or whatever it ends up being on only 3%? I mean, it's SEO, which is Google, right? Essentially, I can do any search engine, but. It essentially is the 800-pound gorilla in the room, and it's so big that it's no one can see it because it's so big and it's right in front of them, and no one's talking about it. You know, so it's like, and it's a really crazy thing. But anyway, so 97% so of all internet-related experiences, related experiences yes. so begin it, with a search. Begin with a search. So basically, the substrate monopoly right now is in Google's hands, and so people, yeah. as they go into the internet into the online space there's the way that they do so is via google 97 percent of all online experience yeah just search just engines so, in general it could so be yandex it could be oh, google. okay could oh be oh oh so 97 percent yeah, so of search engines in general yeah yeah but if okay. you rank on google you pretty much rank on all of them by default by default yeah okay. so okay. so that's a good thing got it oh because there's we have Baidu. Yeah, we have Yandex. Yandex. We have uh, DuckDuckGo. Duck, we have Duck, all yeah, these others. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But the thing is, okay. though, is that um, they every time they update their algorithm, they have to publicly declare it in, in a patent. Um, and so every time through the USPTO, they publish. Yeah. They and they actually take all their um, patents of their search engine from Yahoo and they steal them essentially. And Yahoo and Google and uh, WhatsApp and Dropbox and um, all these other companies, okay, are financed by this company called Sequoia Capital, yep. which we're working with some of the guys there. We were friends with uh, Don Valentine uh, before he passed away and all that, which was the head of uh, Silicon Valley. Or no, he was the head of uh, Sequoia Capital, and his nickname was the grandfather of, of all Silicon Valley investing. And the reason why is because his company, Sequoia Capital, uh, they own 33% of NASDAQ, you know. There's that number 33. We'll talk about that later. Um but also, um, you know, he always said in, you know, and they f they funded Apple, too, by the way, which I've, you know, spoke on stage with Steve Wozniak. The videos are on my Instagram. You know, I've advised some of the biggest people in the world and Internet marketers in the world. Ty Lopez, uh, Frank Kern, the guy that made the first million dollars online, like 
Like I'm the guy that teaches all these all these guys in terms of like you know algorithms and search engine optimization, um, and all that stuff, right? I've opened up for Edward Snowden. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, right? And those are just a few, as you can see, probably by my thing. But mm -hmm. um, but anyway, long story short, is this man is uh, let's go to so the ranking documents. Yeah, yeah. so okay. the ranking documents. Go ahead and click on the first patent. Okay. Okay, so we reverse engineer Google's patents. They tell you exactly what to do. It's just most people don't have you know 16 hours a day for years on end to just sit there and distinguish patents right but you'll see it says a system determines a first rank associated with a document uh, and then determines a second rank associated with the document where the second rank is different from the first rank sure the system also changes during a transition period that occurs during a transition from the first rank to the second rank a transition rank associated with the document based on a rank transition function that varies the transition rank over time or any change in ranking factors uh, sorry without any change in ranking factors associated with the document and you'll see the diagrams as well so when it comes to your link building they're really telling you you know what you should be focused on what you should not be in fact some of our diagrams which Look. we'll pull up later oh later uh, or we can do it now if okay. you want we actually you know leverage and utilize a lot of their um, you know patents to create our documents. This is just one that you're looking at right here, which will we can come back to it whenever we get to that point Okay, but um, but essentially yes, you can so see reverse. they look similar. Yeah, those diagram your diagram looks a lot similar Yeah, we well what we and do is we reverse engineer Google's patents so we know what works So it takes all the guesswork out of it, right? It's almost like throwing a, and then what we do is we scientifically a B split test and isolate variables and controlled experiments and test different link building strategies via the patents to figure out what works and what doesn't because okay. they don't code everything that they put in a patent. Okay, let's let's try and break this down. So the it seems as though this first sentence is describing how the first rank is different than the second rank. Yeah, so and that then you as you describe is that then there's a process of being able to do a a split an a b split where you can determine which one of those two is going to be more fruitful for um, ranking yourself higher not not necessarily okay. this the reason why this patent's relevant is just because once you start the link building process which is how you rank your site because essentially all the internet is is a bunch of web documents that link to other web documents it's called a citation essentially right so that's all that's why i don't care how many times google updates their algorithm it doesn't matter to me because i know the principles of the internet like sir tim berners lee that created you know mm -hmm. CERN the uh, hypertext transfer protocol which is now hypertext transfer protocol secured https and all that i'm basically just so you know i'm an http trap lord that's what i am no, i'm just kidding <laughs> Um, but anyway, so the whole thing, though, just so you understand, is the reason why this is relevant is once you start building... It's nodes that are linked to, yeah, other, to other nodes. nodes. Exactly. And so when you begin visualizing it in that sort of graph theory way, then you're attempting to see which nodes have the power law ranking yeah, of, we of popularity and what relationships or connections there are to other nodes that have in-links to that node yeah specifically. You, can, you can say it like that 
Um, essentially, we go to auction and have domain brokers and we buy and acquire the most powerful SEO domains on the internet. We circumvent the whole process by you know, buying domains that already have great SEO, that, you know, that already spent years and years and years. Because once you forget to renew your hosting or registration, That's right. then it goes to an auction pool where guys yeah. like me bid on it or it gets you know, lost or whatever. So I buy these nodes or these domains that already have great SEO and then I just upload content to them and link out to my client. So whenever Google sees all these high quality websites linking to this website, yep. then they give it more of a boost in the search engine. Because the way Google's so let's works, let's just keep breaking this down along the way. So then there's a over the last twenty plus years there have been more and more domains, really high quality domains that have built up their SEO ranking over time, but then what happened is maybe the brand you know, begins to stop producing its product or service. Reasons, exactly. Number of reasons. Person dies. There's all different types of reasons. The entrepreneur they dies. Forget all, to pay the host. Forget to pay it. Yeah. And so then it goes to the auction house and then, yeah, registration. And then, so it goes to the auction and then there's people like you that are basically power law ranking the domains that have the absolute highest SEO and then you're purchasing those and then what you're doing on those domains that are, have already have this like 20 year potentially history oh, yeah, of high SEO is you're then creating in links to your clients websites so you're you could maybe make a exactly. blog you can maybe make a blog oh, on yeah. there Upload and then relevant write content relevant content that links in links to your clients yeah. and then google's so, like wow look at this 20 year uh domain that is that's been around that is in linking to yeah, these it, new with companies these great, yeah <laughs> with thousands of links already pointing to it and i'm just i just saved so much time i i'm telling you bro i'm, I'm like the seo zen master bro i'm telling you um, but no, like <laughs> I'm the HTTP trap lord. I trap lord, that's funny. Yeah, I've been doing really this a long one. time. Ten years I've been doing SEO. Yeah, you know, just bro. SEO. Yeah. So like I take this stuff very seriously. For sure, that's um, mastery for sure. It really is. Yeah, it is. Talk about yeah. ten thousand hours. I put in ten years. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, yeah, twenty four yeah. hours a day besides yeah. sleep, of course. You know? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so and then we've automated that process. So okay, so would you we say that software and automate then, that process? That we yes, just correct. Yes. So would you say that what you just described, including the software automation that's basically doing the process of running yeah, scripts yeah. to find the expired domains yeah. that have the good history to purchase? Yeah, they're not necessarily expired. They're but yeah, exactly. Like in a and would you say that this process that we're describing right now, right here, would you say that this is the as I asked that question earlier, is this the number one thing that people can be looking at? This is the number, this is what ranks your website. So let me explain how Google's so algorithm I works. So I want, I want, yeah. let's say simulation series or whoever else insert your business URL here, yeah. your business URL, you would want simulation series to get someone that already has a domain that has been around for two decades to in link to simulation series is basically writing a blog and saying it's that vote. it's a vote. So they're basically voting that they're my, it's a, citation. it's a citation. They're voting that they're citing that Allen's simulation series.com node. That's only three years old actually is really highly useful. Oh, and yeah. so they're citing that. We're and then creating the illusion is, that your site is very useful. Now here's the thing. Even if your site wasn't very useful, we still make it appear that way to Google. 
because it's a robot. It's not a human. It can't think. So it's all based on numbers and mathematics. But we Galileo, do want it to be valuable. You do we want, want it to be valuable. Be valuable. We don't want junk to show to up at the top. I mean, yeah. I can rank anything. But you, know, you can it. also hybridize the AI with human to where the human's making sure that it's something that's actually valuable. And that's a really good intention as well, in a sense, because I don't want things that are malevolent showing up just because somebody went and did the process. Like your intent. That's my whole, that's the role of the whole show is to do that. What's the idea? I need the blockchain, the SEO industry, because no one has done it yet. And it's an $80 billion a year industry and it's only growing. And no one's blockchained it out because no one understands it the way that I understand it. And so what do you mean by blockchain like all the way? Out? You know how like because I have friends that have like the number one marijuana blockchain company that literally, you know, tracks the, yes. you know, the all the way from seed, seed to, sale, to sale, you know, yeah, so yeah. we That's could right. do the same thing with the domains or we could do the same thing with SEO processes. There like, you integrate go. Now I'm following and yeah. oracles into it see, you know, in see. terms of, uh, you know, and also the block stack and things like that as well, you know. Um, interesting so that's and yeah, it's, it's not a, done it hasn't been it has done it's not been done there's no one that's doing seo is the wild wild west you but know? there's no one that's doing the decentralized uh blockchain for domains specifically well and even, though, even if they did it for domains like domains are not seo you know like yeah. i could have all the world's yeah. best seo domains so but you want to overlay it. seo on top of the decentralization yeah. idea around domains and ownership of the nodes but you also want to include the seo which was those relationships between there's the nodes strategy, the power the law. Tech. so when i link from website a to website b there's a link going there so whatever that link says the blue hypertext portion like click here go here it might be a keyword whatever that's called anchor text right that's the anchor that's going to it and so your anchor text portfolio right the percentage of the amount and probability you're using of different keyword oriented anchor text and branded and url and partial match anchor text plays a role in it you know so so it's not just about the domains in fact i can there's a lot of ways uh, to do it without even using domains but so would it be smart for the person insert domain here in this case we'll use simulation series yeah. it would be smart for us to do our best to Oh, yeah. find to find existing sites that have a lot of say and basically write do our best to make a relationship with them or purchase yeah. it ourselves every domain it... is on a unique ip address and the who is information is blocked and every domain has its own unique registration and hosting account so there's literally no way for google or anyone to to tell who it is or what we're doing you know, there's no way for them to figure this out for us. That's they'd have to change their entire algorithm, and they're not going to do that because 97% of all Google advertising, or sorry, all Google's revenue Money. comes from advertising. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason they do that is because they have. Um, by the way, that's awesome that you're so in depth on the SEO. Usually, people are Dude, goes over their love head. This. I yeah, love bro. This. I mean, this is just a start. Also, so listen to this. You though. and uh, Igor Lenterman and yeah. Harvey Pratt from the Semantic Web episode yeah. that are making the three-dimensional layer where oh, you actually course. see the subgraphs of the hypergraph yeah, as yeah. you're looking up it's an things. Ontology. Yeah, it's you you, you guys, you too. That I was even the thinking about that before is, we started. Yeah, Web yeah. 3.0. And, uh, yeah, We're, and, you guys, um, I'll make sure that, that that's a, I'm a, semantic a really good web one. expert. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like I was like putting stuff into Freebase, you know, before it was, before they took it down and everything. You know, like I've, 
I got a crazy history with SEO, but I mean, I learned from guys that were doing SEO before it was ever called SEO. It was back when you paid someone to list your business number one in the Yahoo business directory, you know? This is the thing about polymaths and synthesis, especially when well-rooted in science and spirituality, is that you get these really nice tennis games that we can then put as multiple rounds out to the world that then help the entrepreneurs that have these North Star ambitions exactly. begin doing more and more around things like what you've yeah. trained 10 years in doing. But also, like, we're going to unpack all these other subjects, mentalism, conscious God, all these other subjects. It'll be really interesting to hear your angle given what you've been sharing even so far. So it's, you know, it, it, it's really, it's that seeing the true interconnected and interdependence of everything, what better way to hit it than on an SEO, which is literally the online space. It's that organic and it converts higher than paid traffic and it's... Um you know, it's more sustainable and it's more reliable and um, it uh, has a higher return on investment over time. And it's unlike paid advertising, the moment you stop, you know, the ads, your traffic's cut off. SEO, you're creating an asset, a domain, right, that's self-sustainably and self-reliably consistently generating residual income through the perpetuation of uh, generating targeted leads that are qualified in your specific market with a specific transactional intention. And SEO is the only way that you, in the history of marketing and advertising, SEO is the only way you can target based off intention. So let me, so that brings me to my next Let's do point. it. Let's do it. So we reverse engineer Google's patents. Then what we do is we reverse engineer the top competitors. We see who are the other philosophical, intellectual thought leaders that are into simulation, you know, shows and things like that that are in your market. And we figure out who those people are and we take their websites and we use our software to reverse engineer their website to show us what keywords that they're targeting because our competitors have already spent a lot of money and a lot of time figuring all this out. So we can piggyback off their success and we can reverse engineer the top keywords from their website that's proven to bring them in traffic and sales Whoa. and target <clears throat> based off of intention, which is a, something you cannot do okay, at okay, all okay. in so, paid advertising so, or any other form of marketing. So, so we have, let's see here. Let's see if we can get this right. So we have one is that there's the reverse engineer of the Google patents. And yes. then we have, then we reverse engineer the, the competitors. competitors. Yeah. You could call it competitor analysis if you'd like, whatever you'd like to say. Reverse engineer um, the competitors, competitor, competitor analysis. Okay. So, okay. So and this then, is, we have, this is so far what we have guys reverse engineering. Google patents and then reverse entering the competitor analysis. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then what it is, is we do even deeper keyword analysis. So what you do number three is, you know, deeper, deeper keyword analysis. So essentially we're taking the keywords that we want to rank for. Right. Um, and then what we're doing is we're plugging that into our software and it spits out a list of other keywords that are related to that, that also have high search volume. And we cherry pick the keywords are the DNA of your business online, right? The deoxyribonucleic acid of your business, the keywords, the keywords are the bridge between the money, which is the customer and you, which is your website, right? And so the whole idea is to find as many keywords as we possibly can that have transactional intention or whichever intent you'd like them to take. Sometimes people do it for passion projects. I also do uh, 
reputation management where someone has a bad review or something on the first page and they pay me to take it off. Um, so that's a little different. And, but. and you have the key that you just said here is key word. Yeah. And so interesting. Now, here's the thing. Okay. Like, so let's go through the example so, because this is going to be important. Can we, if we can go through the example. So we have simulation. We can say the show around uncovering the nature of reality, consciousness, so and maximizing human potential. Like, who would your so, top competitor be? And so, uh, <clears throat> well, maybe, yeah, I would say maybe right now. Like Carl some, Sagan? No, I'm well, just kidding. <laughs> that's a good one. I would say right now probably the, the podcasts that are most aligned with what we're aligned with are probably the Joe Rogan Experience, Eric Weinstein's portal and lex yeah. friedman's ai podcast yeah i would say those are probably yeah, so the three take, let's say for now yeah so we take okay. lex friedman's website and we just reverse engineer what are the how is he getting all of his traffic how is he getting all these viewers it's all i use this software called sem rush and sem rush is a uh you know it's a tool it's the most industrial seo tool you can get basically with this stuff and you just put in your your website or your competitor's website, and it gives you a whole list of keywords that that's what, bringing them in traffic. What was that tool called? S E M, Rush. S E M. Yeah, with Rush. like as in mother. Yeah. S E M Rush. And you also use it not for just competitive analysis. You use it for the keyword analysis. You use it for both. Yes, yeah, so you okay. can type in a website or any keyword, and it's going to spit out a whole entire list of keywords that have you know that that are very similar to that that also have. Uh, the intent behind it that you'd like, and also high search volume. Okay, those are the two magical ingredients for keywords: the in, you know the intention behind the keyword, and the uh, the search volume, meaning how many people are searching for it per month. Okay, and then what we do now. And so, what would be the word? Let's say would be something like, like you can actually even on, for the word Lex Friedman. Like yeah, or or let's say let's say the word would probably be something a little bit more like consciousness or God consciousness or exploration or yeah AI or um, ancient hermetic principles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so <laughs> what you would find is literally, you're are you saying that literally in this D word deeper keyword analysis, you would find that they've done a good amount of work already on on another example would be let's say the cameras or the mics or the lights the companies that make those if i'm making a new camera what i'm going to do is i'm going to go to the different canons and nikons their websites and i'm going to identify what their keywords are that they've already spent millions of dollars in years of time what in years of time, when somebody types in best camera, best, best DSLR, all this different yeah, type, best, best lens. Best consciousness podcast. Whatever. Best consciousness podcast. Interesting. Yeah, best so, podcast even. You can keep it super general. Best podcast. Interesting. And so, and so then would, would then sim yeah. so what we, what we would have to do in order to get simulation or the camera company or whoever up, the new one, it's only three years old, one year old, et cetera, they would need to as like number one is they would want sites that are already have a high ranking to do things like link to simulation with best podcast written in like their blog post or whatever exactly something yeah. like that exactly okay. Okay. and so so once we've done these three steps we're going to have a big list of keywords right and remember that's the the bridge between the customer and ourselves so what we do with this big list of keywords 
They say that um, if opportunity doesn't knock, we must build the door. So what do we do? Will you go back to the diagram? Yeah. The one that we created? Yeah. So essentially, the you know the whole left side of the diagram is that first box. Maybe you can draw like a little box. It says on-page SEO right there, like going down. Let me get the – just going to get a quick <clears> – <throat> A quick reset on the NDI scan converter so I can get it to reread our new change. Let's make sure it does. Okay, there it yeah. does. Okay, so now we're gonna go back to your shot. Okay, there we go. So now this is on the uh, gash or no, no, dash no. Erp um, dot com website. Well, yeah, I mean that's one of our sites, but the yeah, thing is the right sites. here is that we're looking at is the 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 uh, vertical line going down where it says on page SEO at the top. And see how it goes down. It says client website landing page keyword one. Yep. Client site website, you know, landing page keyword two, and then it keeps going down. So okay. that's yeah. So we're gonna Yeah, so you can just draw like a box around it or whatever the case is. It's probably best actually for me to oh, I can't even either way, maybe, it doesn't matter. Maybe I can save the image to help quick. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so then, the whole point is Okay. So so why are you pointing out of everything first? Is that your point? Is that you're pointing at at this box up here? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, what I'm saying is like that's what we're talking about right now. Is yeah, what yeah. we've been talking about. That's, exactly. So what we're that's doing this so, procedure. So we, we're left with a big list of keywords, right? Okay. So if opportunity doesn't knock, we must build a door. So what do we do? We build a door or build a landing page on the on the client's website, optimized for each keyword. So we have okay. the keyword in the URL, in the title, and you know we make sure that the keyword's in the right places. Interesting. So does that mean that the like on simulationseries.com th that we would write literally the best consciousness so, podcast? So the, what you want to do is you know, your URL. If if it was like best podcast, it would be you know simulationseries.com slash best podcast. The next, and then whatever the keyword is, that's what it is. Okay. So oh, I see. Okay. So what? So yeah. so would I, would would it be fair to say that what you would want to do is you would want to create additional pages? Yes, of course. That's the thing. If you don't have pages on your website optimized for those keywords, good luck ranking for it. Like exactly. That's like saying that's, I want the fire okay. first, and then I'll add the wood. It's like no, you have okay. to add the wood. first. I see. Okay. So this is actually a really profound realization. Then is that then the number one most simple thing for people to do that have their North Star pursuits in terms of SEO would be just simply whatever the main keyword is, if it's best camera, uh, best smoothie, whatever it is, whatever it is you yeah. need to you make to your, you need to make your, like our friends over at Vitalist, Sarah, she would need to literally on her superfood website, she would literally yeah. need to backslash best oh, yeah. smoothie and make a whole page about why her yeah. smoothies are the best. That's and it. then on the camera website, it would be backslash best camera. And yes. then a whole bunch of content around why our camera is the best. So simulation would need a backslash best podcast. And then the reasons why, because we cover all these topics. Yes. Okay, so this that, is the number one. To another point. You okay. can make a lot of money okay. by referring me SEO clients, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, um, but anyway. that's, that's the thing. There's so <laughs> many uh, epic people that walk in through that door. And the first thing that we're going to say is, you know, how, dude. You want to be on page one or 100? Oh, page one. <laughs> I mean, it really doesn't matter to me. I'm fine either way, you know? 
It's up to you. But especially if the ideas are good, then they deserve the mimetic they deserve spread. It. And they deserve. There you go. Yeah, we, what yeah. we do is we, we believe that inside each and every individual and lies a, a wonderful, you know, idea uh, or, you know, um, service or product, right? So every idea, service or product, we basically take that and we broadcast it to the rest of the world. We're an amplification device. You know, we're we're the traffic guys. We're the lifeblood of the business. We're the guys that bring you the customers. We're the most, you know, vital part of business. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be doing something else. Yeah. You know. And this is one but of SEO wasn't it. I can I rewrote neuroscience with the founder of the God Particle, Dr. Katsushi Arasaka. I consider myself, you know, not the smartest. And this but is I'm the Higgs boson. The, 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 like I'm also not saying. the the most stupid. And I'm just telling you right now that if the reason why I'm an SEO rewrote is because neuroscience? I, we rewrote neuroscience with the founder of the God Particle. Because of Dr. the identification Con of the Higgs boson. There was no, no, no. He just happened to find the God Particle, the Higgs boson. Dr. Katsushi Arasaka. why was there a he rewriting of seven, neuroscience? Well, because it was a completely separate thing. I'm just letting you oh, know oh, who the individual oh, was. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So it was due to okay. the micro-saccadic eye movements and corollary discharge between central pattern generators, which we can cover later if okay. you want. But just to okay. stay on topic. Sure. Um, so we, we create a unique landing page for each individual keyword, right? Got it. And then what we do is we then apply our backlinking strategy. So then all those wonderful domains that we talked so about. So what, what is that called again? It's called the create individual. Yeah, create unique landing pages. Create unique landing pages for each keyword. Exactly. Okay. Now cool. you're speaking like an SEO. Unique landing pages. We're actually pages. in like... Like this is just what I found over ten years. I don't know if like there's other people out there that do it like exactly like this or whatever, but you know, like I just do what works for me. So this is beautiful. Yeah, this is spot on. And so the whole idea is you wanna own you wanna own a larger percentage of the internet. So the you whole idea is own to have, a larger So the whole idea is you wanna dominate this your market organically. So you wanna take every keyword that has high search volume and, and transactional intention. And you want to have, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of pages optimized for every single keyword in the book. Interesting. So you actually would go as far as to build way more than just five oh, pages. Oh, yeah. That's why it says, you would, et cetera, yeah. Yeah. So, so we, would, we would take consciousness as one, best podcast as another, science, spirituality, nature, metaphysics. Yeah, transformational, transformational leadership. Transformational leadership. I mean, literally. Any keywords you want. Okay, but then, but then I literally need to make that many pieces of unique content as pages around those keywords. But the thing but is, it's super I just, worth it. I just go because to anytime, articles. anytime somebody looks up best consciousness podcast, they're going to see me because yeah. I've done this process. Yeah. Or you just and hire a writer. You, like your whole goal oh, isn't to sit there and just write a million pages. Your whole goal is to, you know, tell the writers what you want and then they write it and then you overlook it and then just post it to your website. You know, otherwise you're going to spend in, you know, now until you die writing articles, and I doubt that's a good use of your time. You know, so I okay, mean, maybe, so hiring writers for this process. Yeah, is really yeah. Good. Go to INeedArticles.com, um, and it's literally <laughs> it's, like it's literally like five or ten dollars an article. You're not gonna, you won't be stressing too bad. Interesting. INeedArticles.com. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so <laughs> so it's Fiverr. It's like Fiverr. Exactly. Somebody, you'll pay five or ten bucks. Someone will write an article on consciousness. Or exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, and you so, can you can send them other articles of your competitors and say, I want you to write it something like this. Oh, that's like at, great. At this level of professionalism, but make it different, you know. That's great. So now continue us along this 
this journey of yeah because i like to keep things super simple so basically like yeah yeah specifically so really that the whole left side of the diagram is just creating those unique pages and then those relevant linking domains that we link and then as a result the qualified and targeted traffic comes in um the whole right side of the dark of the diagram is what you do once they're on the website so you capture their email address as it says right and then you can also mix in some paid traffic and some influencer marketing and pr and and all of this and then you're just capturing their information their email address where you can continuously remarket to them forever without spending a dime on advertising and so the return on investment becomes astronomically exponential and you can use facebook messenger chat dm bots and all this stuff which has a way higher open rate over 90 percent more than uh, you know, email, email, exactly. Facebook messenger chatbots. And not only yeah. that, but you do SMS text message campaigns. Actually, those are the biggest right now. Everybody's like, yeah. yo, text me. And then they're putting their phone number. That yeah, is exactly. the campaign because they want to collect the phone numbers, exactly. which gets the and highest physical addresses. You can rate. send out direct mail as well. Direct mail is really cheap. There's all these different stuff that you can do once they're there, but we focus on getting we them the there. SEO. Yeah. We're not a sales yeah. agency. We're yeah. not a paid advertising agency. We are a PR agency and social media agency, but our main focus is SEO. So because then, that's what matters the most. So then in a sense, you have something like the... Yeah, so then you have like the the SEO that's acting as the the funnel. And then what you get... Yeah, from there get, is up to you, whatever yeah, you want to from, do. Yeah, from here is then you have your get their you know get them into the sms community get them on the email physical address for direct mail physical address um, yeah um and then the facebook chat bots yeah and then also you could just go straight up direct to sale you just take them to a landing page or checkout page and sell them whatever you're trying to sell them you know yep direct to sale so you can do any of that stuff interesting and then what you're doing is you're creating an asset so SEO perpetually generating residual income for life while you're sleeping because each one of these landing pages is like its own salesman if you were to go hire some salesmen for your company right now those salesmen have to sleep eight hours a night those salesmen have to eat those salesmen need time off those salesmen you have to pay more for them and you have to do all this stuff each landing page we're creating is like a digital salesman that does not need to sleep that does not do anything um, except conduct transactions 100% of the time while you're sleeping. And uh, you wake up and there's more money in your bank account. You know, it's you auto click and then all of a sudden bank accounts full, you know, not necessarily. But my friend gave me an inside joke that said that. So I kind of stuck with it. But I love that. So then the, yeah. the idea like kind of like just like with our um, content here on the show is that what occurs is that over time, as we build out all of these keyword pages, we funnel more and more people. And in the sense of like what we have with the show is that once we have, I think somewhere around 1400 videos in our content library is now those make us advertising revenue. People watch them so, around the world as we sleep and you get so, new customers into the funnel well, as you sleep. What you do is you embed the YouTube because YouTube's owned by Google, right? So what you do is you embed the YouTube video on your landing pages, optimize for those keywords. And then when you build links to that page, since the YouTube video is embedded in that page, and you put the keyword you wanna rank for in the title of the YouTube video and in the description, and you tag it with that keyword, then you're gonna rank the YouTube video on the first page of YouTube as well, 
as ranking the website. So it's like a two okay. for one deal. Now, and would, then now also, would it be something then along the lines of every single one of the Con the you YouTube videos to. would you need its own to. page, so that way, like world, Joshua Erb would have his page for piercing the veil of reality, and then we would have when somebody searches piercing the veil of reality that this would show up as one of the top because there's also a page for it. I'm f I'm following, especially one of the yeah. things that I really wanted to do approximately two plus years ago, almost three years ago now when we were first starting the show, is I wanted to actually have specifically pages for each playlist topic like biotech, neurotech, blockchain, crypto, geopolitics, EQ, spirituality, in its philosophy, etc. And then whenever somebody would look up podcast philosophy, boom, we would show up podcast blockchain, boom, we would show up and it would be all of our you know, because I filter these into playlists. So when somebody wants to find yeah. a videos on blockchain, they just go to our blockchain playlist and there's yeah. a, over a hundred interviews it there. Sound, like it sounds like you could thing. do some SEO. I know a guy actually that doesn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Would he by <laughs> chance be sitting across from me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, but yeah. honestly, yeah. yeah. And then another little hack Interesting. Is when you embed that YouTube video on your um, website, you can change the code of the YouTube video to where it auto plays. So as soon as they land... Yep on the, the, the web page, it automatically plays the video. Yep. And then that actually gives you a view or count towards the count uh, view algorithm in YouTube, which also helps you rank in YouTube as well. Yeah. So there's another little hack you can do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, this has been really fruitful, hopefully for a lot of people, because, oh, yeah. if, because if we're not focusing on specifically this funnel, as you described. Oh yeah, you're ignoring 97% of the 97%. And then you this, don't want to ignore 97% of And the then mark. this other aspect to it, I think is super rich, which is basically that you must do this keyword analysis. Oh, yeah. And then when you find those keywords, then you make those unique landing pages for each of those keywords. Based on those keywords. Based on, those keywords, based on what your business is about. Yeah, no matter what the keyword is. No matter or, what the keyword is. That's, yeah. wow. It's it, like the reason Bro, why I went into you're SEO. You're launching people off. Google controls, the, Google controls the world's information. And essentially as an SEO, you control Google. And so whoever controls the world's information controls the world. So that's why I got into SEO because I knew that if I just mastered this one skill, I knew that I could literally create an endless amount of impact. And not only that, yeah. in the real estate business, you're limited to real estate. In the cryptocurrency business, you're limited to crypto. In the you know, art painting business, you're limited to painting. But SEO is something that transcends every industry. So I can infinitely scale exponentially and transcend every industry and make a ridiculous amount of money. Not that that's you know, the goal necessarily. That's just the byproduct of a job well done and yeah. purpose and everything. And then you, you know, step one, survive. Step two, thrive. Okay, you know? now my question to you is yeah. we unpacked all of the juiciness of the SEO as much as we could on the macro yeah, yeah. star level concept. Now, where are you funneling as you gain this incredible monetary mechanism for you and also helping people thrive with their ideas in the sense. Now, what's your thrive? This was the survive. My what's thrive, thrive is the passion. Yeah. You know, so you but have the profit and yep. then you have the passion. And some people are lucky enough uh, to, you know, make money off their passion. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, there's other industries out there where you what can make a lot your, more. What, what are your other? My passion is music, philosophy, um, 
you know, esotericism, uh, science, mathematics, um, just like you, basically. You know? and, and but what do you want to do with all of those passion spaces? Like, so my next... main goal, yeah. right, mm-hmm. before COVID nineteen, right, was, um, you know, just become, you know, uh, more in the entertainment industry. So an actor, of course, uh, producer, and then music as well. You know, so I wanted to be, you know, a musician. I mean, I'm not going to say wanted to be. I am a musician, you know, but I meant just further my career. And then I started, you know, writing some songs and samples for this group called 1500 or Nothing. And they're the producers for like Justin Timberlake and Drake and Bruno Mars. And, you know, like I've worked with like Drake's manager and like I'm involved in this project with the founder of the Entertainment Channel. And, and like there's just so much stuff. I mean, I can go down the list forever, but I'm not here to you know harp about that but at the macro level like you said it's entertainment you know and that's what Wyatt Earp actually did too is um he basically the first movies were western movies right and he was a consultant for the the top and the biggest movie studios in the world you know because they needed somebody on set that knew something about the real wild west so that they could advise and help make the movies better so that's ironically enough like this is all you know stuff that I found out later in life and I'm just like holy cow I had no idea that he was born in Illinois and moved to LA and died. And now there's this place called Herb, California. And he was an advisor to all the biggest guys in entertainment. And then I'm just looking at my life and what I'm doing. And I'm just like, Holy, Holy cow, cow, the synchronicities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With exactly. Subconscious synchronicities. That's right. That's right. That sounds like a good podcast name. Subconscious, subconscious synchronicities. synchronicities. There you go. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. I love it. So it was just destiny unfolding itself, yeah. you know? And sometimes the well, last thing is sometimes you have to give up the life that you've planned in order to accept the life that is waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Would would it be fair to say that your focus now is on specifically entertainment as well as SEO? So, yeah, so still My, SEO, but yeah. entertainment and then acting, producing music. I would just say business because I operate in the entrepreneurial business space. Yes. And I also operate in the entertainment space. Yes. And there's... So there's the business world, Got it. then there's the entertainment world, and then there's the entertainment business world. For sure. Know? So there's For sure. three different worlds that I'm pretty much operating in. Got right it. Now. Got it. And now it would be also fair to say that then what would you like to act or produce or music or entrepreneurship business? You know, under- Disney was going to give me my own television show because I do magic and mentalism and you know, I've done some, you know, I originally started out as a background actor and then I worked my way up from there. And now I'm working with the producers for like Adam Sandler. And like I said, we were on the phone before this call. You got to hear a little bit of it. And, you know, he discovered him and produced his first movie and is doing all this big stuff. And he's going to put me in some other stuff. And um, I'm helping him with the marketing and stuff. There's ins everywhere, you know. Yeah. Um, but essentially, like Disney wanted to give me I was acting on a show at the, the Disney lot and um you know, I was afterwards, we were all hanging out and I was showing the celebrities like, you know, magic and mentalism and it blew their mind. And then it got hold of the producers, blew their mind that there was this guy that could predict some weird event that happened when they were six years old. They never told anyone about. OK, let's do it. Uh, we got to do it at the uh, end. Oh, that's this a closer. Yeah, trust me, it's a closer. Closer. OK, um, but right, no, but here's right. the thing, though, is um, and you're going to yourself is going to be amazed. Like like when you rewatch the video, you look at your own <laughs> face. Seriously. Um, but anyway, so check this out, though. So. Um, so anyway, yeah. And then, you know, basically the producer said, Hey, look, we want to meet you at this coffee shop at this time. And we're going to create a TV show based on your life where you go around and show magic to all these celebrities or whatever. 
And I said, that sounds great. And then, bam, COVID-19, baby. And then, then I just, it got, it, you know, kind of took me in Oof. the world by storm. And then so wow. I decided to shift my focus and align my focus towards more on the business side. Yeah. Then I became yeah. a very heavy precious metals investor um, and cryptocurrency investor, which I was already doing that before. But I'm, I'm really smart, man, with my asset allocations, you know, in terms of percentages and hedging, you know, against inflation, hedging them against each other. And we can go over all that stuff maybe at a different time. But So then would it would it also be fair to say that then within the the entrepreneurship entertainment space the business entertainment space that one of the things that you care about which we care about so much is that we want to create a more awakening in los angeles exactly okay exactly um you know la we live in the belly of the beast that's why i don't mind kicking it in the stomach every once in a while you know but the whole in la is like you know it's like a barbershop you know if you hang around the barbershop long enough eventually you get a haircut and so it's so the whole thing is like my goal is to create, you know, like you said, the awakening. Right. But also, you know, inspirational messages as well. That's, right. and that's what my that's friend right. Adam Sandler's producer. We're really, really into that stuff. Like if it's like a horror movie or whatever, like we just don't touch it. Um, but yeah. if it's inspirational and uplifting, which the word inspiration comes from the word inspire, which means to breathe. <laughs> so if you. Right. That's respiration inspiration in spirit okay the word spirit comes from the word spire the respiratory system that's why we have that there and dmt is the spirit molecule right the most dmt is produced not in our pineal gland um, but during our in our lungs during conscious breathing and in reptiles they have a retina cornea and a lens so it literally is their pineal gland literally is their third eye but what i was going to say is that uh, the word conspiracy or conspire means to come together and to breathe and so, um, so once you understand all this stuff, you know, it's, um, becomes very inspirational, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we want to breathe life into people. We want yes. to, the moment you stop breathing, the spirit is the breath. The moment you stop breathing, uh, you know, your spirit leaves your body. So essentially that's what we want to do. We want to be the catalyst and spark of change, you know, that, uh, ignites the world. And the cool thing is, is, you know, if we have a, you know, a torch, right. That's lit, we can go and light pretty much everyone's torch without yeah. diminishing our flame that's and that's right. what we're trying to do that's it without the word try that's it that's it i love that analogy that one's super rich the torch such a good one yeah and specifically i like how you say that it's both about awakening and inspiration because awakening is like the self-realization to the unity of all being in existence and then there's the self-actualization which is like the inspiration for people to rock it off and f identify those north stars and actualize those gifts into the world i love that that's really strong so then okay so i'm i'm following now i like this i like this it seems like there's a lot of uh a lot of synthesis yet between our essences on what both of us are aiming to catalyze here, which we will be doing more of together. Ridiculously pumped for that. Now, before we get into the, it sounds like you want to do the mentalism stuff at the end. So yeah. then, okay. And well, by the way, just yep. because of um, the cameras and, and angles and things like that, we may want to, to make sure that we capture the true essence of the mentalism I may have to stand over here. So we may want to do that as a separate clip that we just, you know, 
cut into the video at the end, however you want to do it, but just realize that with cameras here, 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 we're not going to be able to see it the right way. So Let's try it at the end. I can do something probably with a deck of tarot cards or something with a deck of cards. I think okay. I brought a deck of regular cards. Oh, okay. So I might be able to do that, but then the other thing is... um. There are none that we can do without the deck of... Is there anything that we can do just... Oh, yeah. Well, of us? course. Well, it's not... Okay. The deck of cards is just a medium. Everything we're going to do right. is in our mind, right? But we can do it definitely without. But without. I'm just saying okay. the camera angles. Yeah. Right? We're not going to be able to see the full I'm effect. I'm following. Know? I'm following. So, so we'll, we'll see whatever we can unfold for people well, at the see. end. And um, then if we... And, and later for round two... Well, if I can just face this way so you can actually see what I'm doing, then that would work. Well, you, you, we already have this okay, angle. Okay. So if we can only look from this camera so that they can actually see it, well, then, well, we, then that would be effective. If we can't look from just this camera, then it's not going okay, to work. But, okay. But what about... What about this? What <clears throat> What about this angle where they can see from your angle and from my reactions to what you're doing and from the center shot? Which okay, so the only way it's going to work is if it's this camera only, and then if you want to show a reaction, you just turn your head towards the camera or this camera only. It just can't be anything right here. Okay, or there, but, but then they're just going to miss it. But if they're looking right here at this top right if at the shot, they're looking at me. Yeah. The side. Which one are you referring to? I'm. I'm. I'm if you look in the quad shot, the lower right. Yeah. Yeah. The quad shot. The upper right the corner upper, is, is no good. Okay, but the upper so left corner is where the they're going to be looking. Fine. Yeah, but that's where they're going to be looking. Okay. But that way they can see my reaction to yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Whatever you want to do, as okay. long as there's no side shot in the upper right hand corner of that. Oh, you um, don't. You don't want the two shot. There can oh, be no... you don't want the two shot. You don't yeah, want that yeah. center shot. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because okay. well, the thing is, is because the experiment, they're not going to be able to see it. We want to make sure they can okay, get so the you, full experience. So something like something like this. Yeah, like on the quad. Yeah, if we can do that, then that's good. Yeah, yeah, I see. So just not that. Yeah, I, I'm we following. Need to, okay. We need to turn this camera off. Like we don't a, have to turn it off. We can just have it like. like well, well, the oh. thing is, I'm the mentalist, right? Okay, so we so, do need to turn it off. But you mean like <laughs> you mean like this, right? There you go. Yeah, as long as like you can't rewatch from this camera. That it will later. be off. That's right. Okay. It will be off. It'll just be you. Yes, the, because okay. you have to see it from a pure perspective. Okay. And because what we're doing is inside of the mind, okay? And so can we launch thing, into it? Um or do we want to save this for then because we're already ready for it. Yeah, so want. let's go ahead and just do the mentalism, okay? Let's do like, it. Yeah. We're at the end, right? So Well, cuz well, we're saving it for the end, so but we should also talk. I still want to talk. We still have some okay. other things to talk okay, about. Okay, so yeah, we'll do the mentalism now. It doesn't really matter. Okay, let's okay. do it now. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is um, I want you to go ahead. I usually do this standing up. Is that That's probably not possible in this situation, right? So we'll go ahead and do it like this. Okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to think. Sorry, I'm going to need to use my hands and stuff, but yeah. I'll lean in. So what I want you to do is I want you to think um, – and we kind of do need it to be um, like full view. Um, is there any way we could take that camera and make it down a little bit so you can see my hands? Like if I'm down here, you can't see what I'm doing down here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can do so that. Is there any yeah, way yeah, to do yeah. That? One sec. Let me let me just zoom out of. I'll just zoom out of that shot. Yeah, we're gonna want to zoom out quite a bit because my hands are all invisible right now. So, so there we go. That should be good. Perfect. Okay. And is, is that okay then for... Yeah, the, on the left, that's not okay because it's what? seeing me right here. See? What? Do you see where my finger's pointing? Lower left. Yeah, but you're... So basically this, 
No, I know they're not seeing that. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm so just. You can't rewatch and look at. No, it. no, nobody's nobody. No, you. There's yeah. that's not even recording. No, okay. nothing. It's only only the <laughs> You'll program. You'll see why I'm saying this in a second. Yeah. Okay. Only like, otherwise the, you're gonna miss it. So. The only thing is that program feed, which is in the bottom right corner. So that that okay. that's not even that's not even recording okay, the cool. yeah that so yeah so we're gonna do okay. the mentalism experiment now. In order for for you to witness the mentalism. We have to, I'm gonna do two things, okay? One will be with a, either a deck of tarot cards or a deck of regular cards, it doesn't matter. It has to be a medium, right? The second one's gonna be pure, and it's all in the mind, but it's purely gonna be uh, in the mind, okay? So the first one, okay? So what I want you to do, I think I've got a uh, deck of cards. Let me see really quickly. Okay, now I do, um, I want you to hold on to it, okay? Okay. Now, should I zoom unfortunately, out of, should I zoom out of my shot too? Um, it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Um, so the whole thing is, is um, mentalism is an ancient occult science. Okay, it's a divinatory science. It's of divination, right? I usually use tarot cards. I didn't have any laying around, so I brought those. But I made a prediction. Okay, so I took one card and I turned it face down in the middle of the deck. Okay, and. Um, I basically just made a prediction. That's all I did. It's kind of like the Lord of the Rings. There can be only one, right? Okay. Now, the oldest transmitting and receiving station is not the radio or the television. It's the human mind. Yep. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to think of the card that I turned down, okay? Or, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to transmit it to you mentally. Okay. okay? So what it's, what's going to happen is you're going to start to see a card that appears in your mind. Okay. And not the ace of spades or anything ran or anything obvious like that. It's going to be random. Okay. Did you pick mm -hmm. up on it? I think I did. Okay. So what was the card that you were thinking? Of? The four of diamonds. Four of diamonds. Now, let's see the cards. Okay. So what I'm going to have you do. There's one card. There's one card face down. Yeah. Go ahead and hold the card or the deck. Kay. So like I said, every single card is face up. Except for oh, one come card. Oh, into the shot. Come into the shot. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. yeah. Either way, go ahead and take that card out and tell me which one it was. That's why I was telling you to zoom out and show them what was it. It was the four of diamonds. Thank you. You can put it back. And so now you might be thinking, okay, well, that was i I'll take this back too, if you don't mind. Now, you might be thinking, okay, well, that was a 1 in 52 chance, right? So well, there might well, I'm thinking some other stuff. but <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> I'm thinking that there was a perfect amount of time for me to look over to make sure that the cards were in the shot when they were actually under yeah that's why i told you to zoom out the from the beginning so it, it yeah, is what yeah. it is but yeah the next one will be without a deck of cards okay? okay okay so that's i just do this to warm up okay so so the whole thing is is uh that's a one in a 52 chance right so it's like it's amazing but it's not like you know godly amazing right correct one in 52. Well, I mean, I yeah, can do it sure. with you and we'll see if you get it Well, right. I w I'm, it's also yeah, curious if when it happens with somebody live where there's not needing to stay in the actual angle of the shot because you can also hear what sounds like the card flipping over and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm just like, this yeah, is the whole mentalism it, let's thing. Let's do it one more time within the shot, okay? So... I'll turn a different card face down, which I actually already did. Go ahead and hold the cards. Oh, you already did? Yeah, I already did it. Trust me. You already did it? Yes, trust me. Okay. <laughs> I know it might be hard for you to do it, but just do it. Okay, so this you time within the shot. It. What? Okay? But listen, though, it's only because okay. I might have turned two face down. 
Um, because uh, I had an idea I was going to do another card. Now, this time, okay. what I want you to do is I'm going to send the card to you again, okay? Okay. So, And I want you to really watch my hands when I do this, okay? So, look. Boom. What is the card? It's the Nine of Hearts. Now, do you want to keep the Nine of Hearts or change it? I want to keep it. Okay, yeah. nine of hearts. Okay, so let's make sure it stays Inside in the, the shot. shot. Yeah, I see it's in the shot. Okay. It's that top left. All right. I'll do it like this. You're okay? still in the shot. Here, go ahead. Okay, you're still so in the, the shot. So the nine of hearts, right? Uh-huh. So you're inside the shot. You're look, still in the every shot. single card is face up except for one uh-huh, card. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. What card do you think that is? Go ahead and pull it up. Uh-huh. Boom. That's the nine of hearts. You can put it back. And here. is I'm just curious. That, that was that was profound. That's the only one. Is, face what, up. Go ahead. And there, where's the? I'm just curious. There's the three of diamonds. Go ahead and put it back. Uh huh. That was that was that was very cool. So I'll turn that card over again, just in case someone else says three of hearts. Now, once of, again, n- nine of hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 See, I don't even know, but it, it works yeah. every time. Even I don't know. Okay. That was really interesting because it did happen. Yeah. That well, one. That one I'm, was more clear to me because that first one I was checking to see if it was in the shot or not, and yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. This is not this last one foolery, like you know, sleight of hand or anything. Okay. This is like just as real as you can get. Rewatch that one that is in the shot, and you'll see exactly that it's real. Okay. Now. You might be thinking, okay, that's one in a 52 chance, okay, which is amazing, but once again, it's not God awfully amazing. Now we're not going to use any cards at all. And instead of a one in 52 chance, we're going to do a one in infinity chance, okay? So what I want you to do is I want you to. Now, you saw how I transmitted the thought to you and you picked up on it, right? Now, may I ask a question? Was that a continuous energetic repetition of said card nine of hearts he's going to pick the nine of hearts and nine of hearts has been transmitted to you and then it you know it's just mentalism it's an ancient occultic divinatory science so it's divination and energy does play a role but also um you know it it is what it is you're not going to reveal that there was a process of you transmitting the well it might have been neuro-linguistic programming i might have subconsciously influenced you there's a lot of possibilities right okay um, I must say it's pretty cool for sure. Well, that's that's nothing, and Maybe that's what that's, cool. that's sort of what the David Blaine yeah. style schools of yeah thinking are. Yeah, so they make people so, really excited. Yeah. So here's the thing, okay? So now, like I said, we're not going to do any deck of cards, okay? I just did that as a warm up to show you what's possible, okay? Now okay, so gonna, now it's a one in an infinity gonna, chance. Gonna, I heard you. Only from one in fifty two okay? to one in infinity chance. This is going to be right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So so you saw how I. You know the transmission re- reception. I, I transmitted it to you and you received it. Correct. Now we're going. It was kind of interesting. You. It was like almost like a, it like kind of, in a sense, like out of you the think fifty-two. It's all your own thought. It's interesting. Out of the one and, <clears throat> out of the fifty-two and fifty-two, it it, it, <clears throat> out of the fifty-two options, it felt like as you were coming to the point where you were going to snap it like kind of funneled down to maybe four and then it funneled down to two and then it funneled down to that last one yeah Yeah, and it was kind of interesting that that process happens yeah so here's the crazy part so you know nostradamus would always you know write something down it would always come true correct well i'm kind of like a modern day nostradamus okay so you saw how I transmitted to you the thought of the playing card, right? Now, this time, you're going to think of a number between one and infinity. Okay. Okay, in your mind. Okay. Don't make it too anything ridiculous. Like, I had one guy say, 
1,964,000. I mean, when I read What's the wrong found, with that? Well, I mean, when I, when I read, you can do it, but I'm just saying like, I, um, I did the, the, um, founder of Ethereum, uh, read his mind and he, he said two to the 256 power. And he was just amazed that I knew that information. He's just like, how the hell did you understand that? You know, so it can be something incredibly complex, okay. but also simple can be harder than complex. What I'm saying sure. is just don't, I have to, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to make my prediction. I'm just saying, don't make me write too much. Pick any number, whatever you want to pick, but it's just, okay. don't make it like, you can make it as ridiculous as you want, but even if it's the, just the number one, are you kidding me? One in infinity? What are the odds of that? Okay. What is that face? <laughs> I can tell that there's a, that mentalism that's happening. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't pick seven trillion. You know, you can pick something that's like seven because, you know, that it, it can anything be, you want. You know, I can tell, though, there's that. There's really there's that there. secret well, sauce. Then, well, of I want like, you to blink, you know, your, have your mind blank. There is no secret sauce on this one. I'm just um, saying it's it's something that I've picked up from watching other mentalists over yeah, time is that they this do is this. Not, they do this, this process not, that some other mentalist effect you know like you'll see what i mean i mean you guys are honing on a similar skill david blaine leor suchard joshua erp you're honing on a Bana similar i skill. studied under the best mentalists in the world banachek uh richard osterland all the greatest you know and then i ended up surpassing them actually because i've just you know that's the way a student should be right? okay all right let's do this so here's the okay. thing any number from so one to infinity i never said anything at all okay sure blank slate we just met okay, okay. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Think of a number between one and infinity. Seriously, I don't want you to think. I'm just giving you other examples. Don't let me influence you in any way. Okay? okay. Do you have the number in your mind? Huh. Let's see here. Yeah, got it. See, what you're doing right there is you're displaying rapid eye movement, which got means it. you're hypnotized right now. Um, okay. In fact, REM, rapid eye movement, is when the brain releases the most DMT. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, okay. that's the number one way you can tell if someone's hypnotized is because they demonstrate REM. So sure. right now, okay. and all hypnosis is, is, is the moment that you become 100% absorbed into something. Whenever someone's talking, mm -hmm. whenever mm -hmm. something's, you know, you're listening you, to something. You got me to do the number from one to infinity, and during that time, you could see REM happening. Yes. Okay. So anyway, what Which I'm you can do, if you look at your partner sleeping or your parents sleeping. You yeah. can kind of begin seeing that under yeah, the yeah, eyelid. Exactly. It's cool. So what I'm going to do is, just like Nostradamus, okay. I'm going to write down a prediction, okay? And I usually have a... Um, like a notebook or I'll usually... Oh, you want to put it on this? I think I... No, it's okay. I think I brought something that's easier to write on, just more handheld. This I is love like it. my he, dream the journal. The brother's got a notebook oh, and yeah. a Sharpie along with his on deck, deck of cards. On deck. On deck, yeah. On deck. He brought it that's with That's when him. you know you're dealing with a real mentalist. With a real mentalist. That's right. They come prepared, you know? Yeah, exactly. So what I want you to do is you're okay. thinking of that specific um, number. Okay. Now, I'm going to make a prediction, okay? I didn't... I'm not gonna choose some crazy like long one. I'm just gonna make. Oh a my gosh! Kind of Here prediction. we go. Do you have to so, look at my eyes? Uh, and it, not really, because I can already. It's the vibration. So okay. just go along with it. All right. Anybody okay. can resist anything. Just go along with it. It takes yeah. it takes more intellect to go along with something. All right. So here we go. So I made my prediction. I'm go ahead surrendered. and hold the pen if you don't mind. Hold the just yeah, just hold it. I mean, unless okay. you have a table. But yeah. Okay. Now what I want you to do is I okay. made my prediction. I apologize. I write literally like a freaking doctor. So I apologize. Now, what I want you to do is play the role of the alchemist, okay? okay? Just let it go. Don't fidget with it, all right? Now, look. <laughs> what I want you to do is play the role of the alchemist, okay? okay? 
Just hold it. Don't it's not going it. anywhere. Don't Play worry. the role of the alchemist. Okay. And so, instead of transmuting, you know, base metals into gold or the human soul to a divine soul, I want you to transmute it from the mental to the physical. So now that I've already made my prediction, I want you to let everyone know, including my partner Naeem in the back and everyone watching, what was the number you were thinking of? It doesn't even matter at this point. But it does matter because we need to see it on that sheet of paper, though. See, that's why I said go along with it. You're not listening to the instructions. You're supposed to, you're ruining uh, the vibration. You're uh, supposed to name, you're supposed to play the role of the alchemist and name the number. Okay. If you can't name the number, we won't do it. It's fine. Okay. But you're supposed to, I made my prediction. I want you to go. You ahead and made name the it. prediction? Did you not see me writing? Okay. okay. You're asking too many questions. The, be the next thing coming out of your mouth better be a number or we're not doing it. Okay. All what right. What is it? Okay, the number That's is... called the heckler, by the way, when you're dealing with someone that's difficult. Well, no, he's just trying to prove the... You know, the <laughs> well, the, the, the proof will be in the pudding. So what okay, is the... Sure, okay. You have to play the role of the okay, alchemist okay. first. Schrodinger's okay. cat, quantum okay. mechanics. Okay. What's the number? The number is 79 trillion. So you put 79 trillion. 888 billion. 888 billion? And four. Are you serious? That's the number I picked, yeah. And then in four. Now, is there a reason why you chose four or... At the end of it? Yeah. Well, because I wanted to have at least one more number that was non-zero. So I told you, don't pick the most ridiculous one, but you picked the most ridiculous one. Right? <laughs> now, what's crazy is... So, so look. Look, check this out. Like I said, my handwriting is horrible, but if we turn it around, go ahead and check this out. I'll take the pen back if you don't okay. mind. Check okay. it out. You can see. Look, look, 79. Read it again out loud so they can see it. I know it's horrible handwriting. I've, since I was a little kid, I've had bad handwriting. But read it. What does it say? 79 trill. There's a 7 and a 9. It does appear like there's a 7 and a 9. And then trill, which is horrible handwriting. And then what's underneath trill on the next line under? So I can actually show. And then there's three eights. I can see it. I can see there's th there's three eights. I can see that. Eight, eight, eight. Wait, let's see. And it looks like Bill. It does look like the word Bill right B -I -L, here. B-I-L. And then what? Four, but the thing wasn't really that long. Seven. It looks like seven, nine. It could be a two, though. It's still really impressive that it got to this level. And it looks like there could be a four so here. Look, what was it that you said? Okay, seven, nine. Okay, that is irrefutable. Seven, nine, Bill. B-I-L. I, I do see that. Okay. Yep. Eight, eight, eight. Okay. Bill. Okay, Bill. Yep. And four. four. But I, I didn't go down as far. I see, as I yeah. Yep. That's really impressive. And so that is very that's very do, impressive. I mean, it's like it's not like you just said four and then like you know, like this is yeah. the closest that you can get to actually what you yeah, said. Yeah, sit, 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 oh, sit, yeah, yeah, sit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm usually yeah. saying that when I Yeah, yeah. So that's, just, that's that's really just, impressive, Joshua. Just, that's really impressive. I just went out on a on a limb, you know. I just I just picked a random number. Okay, ahead that's of time. that's really but, impressive. But when you think about the yeah. mathematical, because sure. I'm a numbers guy, right? That, that's a one in infinity. So, so when you think about the mathematical statistical yeah. probability, that's closer to that for sure. Okay, yeah. I mean it's definitely not. You know, it definitely doesn't say that it's now, not 79 no, no. trillion, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. 888. I mean, I mean the there, three eights there's alone. There's some hermeneutics in it, interpretation, but it's uh, pretty damn close. It's irrefutable. It's pretty damn close. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's, it's super duper impressive. So, <laughs> so would, would, it be, would it be fair to say something like there's a level of 
It's just the Akashic Records. So would you say that there's some yeah. sort of level of... Is it okay to turn the center shot? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I just want to make sure you guys can see everything, because if not, then it's, you know, defeats the purpose. Okay, so we turn the you center zoom shot. zoom that one in, too, if you want. Yeah, so... Um, so it's, you know, and this is the same thing Albert Einstein tapped into with his universal thought experiments. Um, you know, it's kind of like the Akashic Records in a sense of the universal thought library of everything that ever was, is, or ever will be. I, you know, pulled it from the ether, um, essentially. And I went out on a, on a limb, you know, I didn't want to write all the actual numbers. So I spelled a few out, you know, 79 trillion, 888 billion and four. And, you know, I'll even, in fact, let's do this too. I want to give you this piece of paper. I was going to, I was, it's funny. Cause I literally just had that thought. Like I want you to read it. Four like, seconds ago, I was like, it would be fun to potentially have that sheet of paper to no, remind seriously. me. And then Joshua goes, I'll give you the, the sheet of paper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm telling yeah. you, bro. It's, we're all connected more than we think we are. And yeah, so, like yeah. I said before, do not sleep on this. The oldest receiving and transmitting station is not the radio or the television. It is the human mind. And the more people can understand this and access different parts of their mind, then they will be able to be more fully equipped to do yeah. whatever it is they're trying to do. You used the word Akashic a moment ago, and I had a question lined up for you that was yeah. around that. It would be something along the lines of... I knew you were going to pick something like that, too. <laughs> I, like, before you ever said anything, I was thinking, I was like, okay, he's definitely not going to say four, but I think there's going to be a four in there. So I was like, okay, four... He's going to say the most random shit because I mentioned trillion earlier. So I was like, fuck, I gave him an idea. I don't want to. Yes, I was right, like, yeah. so I got to write 79 trill, you know, 888 bill, which is irrefutable. Go ahead and dissect that later on if you want. Yeah, yeah. Those and are, that's it's, pretty clear. It's there, eights. bro. Those are, yeah, those are pretty clear. It is clear. Dis indistinguishable. I mean, like, obviously, yes, I have horrible handwriting. I've had that since I was a kid. That's not going to ever change. But the fact is, it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. You, you definitely think of any other number in the world and tell me if it looks like that and you'll say no. Yeah, you, yeah. Like so if you, let's, said, like let's if you play, just said 64, like that's obviously not 64. For sure. One in for sure, for sure. Okay, let's play with this a little bit more. So would it be fair to say something along the lines of there's a sensitivity that enables yeah. a tapping in that can take something like asking somebody to come up with a number from 1 to infinity and that then... enables you to process what that mind comes up with it's um the thing is is um channel it through to the pen and the paper it's just it's just mentalism you know it's existed for thousands and thousands of years you know it's called divination it's what all these elite politicians and all these motherfuckers you know part of my french um it's what they're doing. They're, they're practicing divination. They have crystal balls. They're looking, they're scrying into reflective surfaces. They're utilizing this phenomenon from the Give other Give you realm. props, my man. Some people it's can very just, good. some people just use very a good. higher percentage of their brain than good. other people. Yeah. And it doesn't make them, yeah. you know, smarter I, or better. Or anything. It's, it's there's just, probably some sort again of a tapping into that universal field. And that, that's not what Nikola Tesla did. That's why and, he was a genius. And just calling that through what that person comes up with as that number down in. Yeah. And I mean, there were some seeds planted, but yeah. 
I it's, mean, that definitely wasn't that seed, though, I'll tell you that. I mean, it was pretty interesting. I definitely wanted to... One in infinity. Just do the math. I wanted to... I, did, I definitely wanted to... <laughs> I want, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's... I'm really grateful that you did the... You did several mentalism experiences yeah. for me on the show and for the guests and to the audience. That was very uh, brave and... I'm really grateful that you did because it's a live stream. It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. That's another. I mean, the thing is, there's been plenty of times when I was wrong. It's just. Me too. Me too. And it's funny. We have, you know, we had Rupert Sheldrake on the show recently and he's doing a lot of incredible work and trying to prove Um, this stuff. What is he responsible for? Um, The the morphic resonance resonance field. Yeah. Or the morphonic field or something. Yeah. Yeah. Morphic resonance is. Yeah. In a, in a sense, what we're explaining here with mentalism, in a sense, and so he's, we're currently also trying to help him fund these studies through the Rich Patrons site, and as we unlock ultra high net worth families and individuals to funnel funds into things like wow. his joint, his I can help with that. We would love that. That'd be a good one. Rupert that Rupert would love does. that. Rupert would love that as well. And there's several studies. He's got a, a telephone telepathy study and a joint attention study and then i'm also trying to help him build a we should help him build this um we came up with this idea while we were in conversation on the show with rupert which is to actually get millennials gen z and generation alpha involved in the type of stuff we're talking about regarding that universal field through mobile games so as in this how could it be that in this case what we were talking about with rupert if yeah. We had the same puzzle that I was playing here in the United States and that somebody else played uh, right after I finished. No communication. None. Zero. Zero. Zero communication and people were inside of those boxes. No communication is allowed. I can't use the device to do anything after I do the puzzle. And I'm being supervised. They're being supervised. And what you do is you have basically a thousand people across the planet go one after the other in terms of speed of finishing the puzzle that are approximately the same level of IQ. Yeah, which is a faulty metric at best. It's a, and, but it, at best, we're yes. trying to do something at best. So exactly. we, okay, so we have a hundred, a thousand people that are around in the center of the bell curve of IQ. Yeah, I think there's a lot of merit in what you guys are doing. And so that's a good one to, to test because if it takes me 60 seconds to finish the puzzle and then it takes the last person in Australia or South Africa or Thailand or wherever they are across the yeah. planet, if it only takes them 20 seconds to finish the puzzle sure. and there's a very steady decrease in the speed and there's a thousand people that are also watching the thousand people that are doing it to ensure, right, that there's no communication. There's an, And so now we're talking about some literally planetary field, Right, we're talking about that mind field, that universal field, like scalar that Akashic light energy, that scalar light, that yeah, energy. Speaking of which, yeah. we're, so anyway, we're the biggest scalar light. Let's do this. Let's. I'm just saying, let's do yeah. that one. I have a friend that yeah. specifically, that's all he does is is you know, influence these highly you know like uh, influential families. Let's just call it that, and extremely you know. Um, let's do it. What is it called? Um, yeah, I mean, that's all he does. So I can definitely connect you with him. Like generational wealth type families, you know. We, like, we will. We will. And so we, need, we have a 
you, I think you were about to dive into this, right? Bioresonance oh, yeah, therapy. I was is that where you're going? One thing too is, um, yeah, because that ties in with the morphogenetic field, or that's what it's called, right? Morphogenetic. Yeah, yeah morphogenetic I'm, fields, I'm morphogenetic resonance, work, morphic fields. Yeah, there's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Nikola Tesla. Yeah, um, we have access to a miniature uh, Tesla coil that's also combined with, uh, you know, the work of Galen Hieronymus, which is, uh, you know, the radionics. Um, individual and we've created a, um, a device that emanates scalar light or scalar energy um, at a reverse phase harmonic of whatever vibration is wrong with your body whether it be you know um, all these incurable diseases and all this other stuff you know it's pretty interesting the work that we're doing there um, but bio it's kind of like bioresonance therapy where everything in nature has a frequency that either helps it or destroys it right and so the whole thing is with bioresonance therapy, which is a little different than what I'm talking about, but similar concepts, is it basically reverse engineers the frequency that is you know, emanated from your body, whether it be cancer or a virus or bacteria or a pathogen. And it simply takes that frequency through the machine, determines what frequency it is, and then it inverts that frequency and then pushes it back into the body. Um, okay, so there's a pathology that's developing inside of the body, and it's at a certain vibratory frequency. It's detected, and, and then, then it's reverse engineered. They backtrack the frequency and invert it. It is inverse phase harmonic yeah. through a reverse phase harmonic, yes. and then it's sent back into the body into at the that body. same location. Yes, and then the tumor reverses. Yeah, is the idea or the pathology reverses? Yeah, yeah bacteria, okay. path, uh, pathogen, or virus, whatever the case sure, is. Sure, candida, cancer. Okay, so then there's this basically this so, emergent field of using quantum biotechnology. Quantum biotech, I love it. It's through quantum entanglement. It's um, the same it. way one cell phone can communicate to another cell phone. We can remotely send scalar light energy to anywhere in the world um, through the use of a photograph. Because in the quantum world, you don't exist. So before we get into that, let's back up a little bit because some people okay. are like, "Wait a second, you rewrote neuroscience with the founder of the God particle," and then I just did this crazy thing where I read your mind and all this stuff. So how is all this stuff related? How does it work? Well, so Dr. Katsushi Arasaka, who created uh, the uh, Large Hadron Collider for CERN in Geneva, Switzerland, um, he created all seven, even the um, the small handheld ones, all to the way to the biggest ones, you know, in CERN. Uh, he runs the largest direct detection of dark matter experiments such as Xenon and Darkseid out of a laboratory in Sasso, Italy, which is the most expensive thing you can get on this planet. And also, he, um, he and I, which was mostly him, I was just cited on the paper due to my incredibly deep insight in neocortical phase integration. But he basically, I can't take all the credits, mostly him. Um, what he did is, is he basically has this machine, this, this um, technology that can track your micro uh, cicadic eye movement. So basically, if I were to read a book, right? <laughs> so check this out, seriously. If I were to read a book, okay, and my head could stay still, but my eyes are moving left to right, right? That's called a cicade, okay? So this machine tracks the micro cicadic eye movement, yeah. okay, and combined with the corollary discharge between the central pattern generators of the information processing between the eyes and the brain. Okay. And we found that there's a couple milliseconds of a delay between the information processing of the outside world and the internal world. Okay. And so what we discovered, what he discovered, once again, I was just cited for my incredibly deep insight in neocortical phase integration. What he discovered is that um, it's the excitation before the inhibition. 
-hmm. And so what that means is that it's not our eyes that see what's around us. Uh, you know, your average person would think that we're just sitting in a room and we're talking to each other and, and that's mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. But in reality, right? Um, so what's this plays happening, into that mentalism yes, a lot. Yes, it does play into a lot. Yeah. But listen, you're going to really jive with this, I really think. Because okay. you're one of the few that are smart enough to really understand this, you know? And of course, you're a wonderful audience Thanks and guests and everything. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. So we found a couple millisecond of delay between the information processing of the brain and the eyes, okay? So that literally proved to us that it's the excitation before the inhibition. What that means is that it's not our eyes that see what's around us and then broadcast that message to our brain. It's our brain that begins with the image first mm -hmm. and then our eyes broadcast outwards what's already inside of us. And this explains manifestation, counterfactual simulation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so it ties in also with the ancient hermetic principles of as within, so without, mm -hmm. as above, so below. And so it goes all the way back to ancient hermeticism. Totally. Another reason why it's so deeply resonant is because there's been a tremendous amount of neuroscientists that have been trying to understand more and more whether perception and even philosophers and spiritualists in the last thousands of years, like you were just describing a moment ago, whether perception can't work in a sort of binary way. Nothing sort of works in that style of a binary way. It's all a mix. So it can't possibly just be such a binary statement that I take in the sensory data and that that's the way that it works. No, I literally have these a priori representations of the way that reality is that then mixes with the perceptual intakes yes. and that that works in a dynamic feedback process feedback loop yeah that then works with my north star which is yeah. why we have that style which ties in with solipsism which is the idea of that anything outside of one's own mind is not sure to exist that's why we are the creative expression of the universe experiencing itself now, as I said earlier, the you, Y-O-U, in verse, but also the word verse is in there as well. We are in space verse, meaning music, meaning sound, meaning vibrations. Even um, Pythagoras would, would claim that even the heavens and the planetary um, you know, stars and et cetera above had their own uh, orchestral type of uh, sound. You know? So it's all frequency, number, and vibration. I would make the argument that as William T. Powers said that perception is absolutely fundamental to reality and so the way that you take we've mentioned this throughout the show several times your concepts the way that you form your lattice work yeah is absolutely crucial so that where you have your star located and you have your fluid process around how you're going to obtain it, but that you also have that style of future authoring, that intent and that lattice work of concepts, where if you don't have a lattice work, what happens is that there's this 
less likelihood for the person to be able to move as an agent through the world with sovereignty and with conceptual schemas that enable them to actually maximize their own flourishing and the flourishing of others. And so I've noticed that that's a big key. It happened to me in 2020 that I put together high level perception, which ended up being a very powerful lattice work for me that moving forward enables me to funnel profound insights into some sort of a further developmental augmentation of this North Star trajectory lattice work that exists. Without that, <clears throat> there's a, but you have to be, you have to be, yeah. you, 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 ha you can't allow the lattice work to grip you like the default mode network obsessively, compulsively, yeah. never microdosing to let go so all of those profound new connections can happen because your sure. lattice work can augment over time 100%. that type of stuff i agree i love that that's a really good synthesis of those last couple points i like that a lot and there's a lot one more time on the field it's a it's like a quantum biotechnology is the field well, for healing. You know, if you look at curly in photography, right, and you take a picture of the hand, then you'll see the energetic field around the hand, which I believe I could be wrong. I'm not familiar with Mr. Sheldrake's work, but I believe it could be something similar to what he's discussing. Some people call it an aura, which is, you know, A-U-R-A. -A. What's A-U? You know, that's gold in this uh, scientific, uh, scientific periodic table of elements. And what's raw? God. Um, yeah, exactly. Ra. Amen. When you say amen at the end of a prayer, it's amen or amen ra, the sun mm -hmm. god, you know? And, um, but anyway, so, so the, if you look at curly in photography, right? And you just, you know, you can even pull up a picture if you want or whatever. But, um, but essentially, if you take it of the hand, you'll see it glowing throughout the hand. So just type in curly in photography, K I R L I A N photography, and uh, go to images, and it should be. Um, there see the hand right there on the left that one works too But anyway, so it's it's basically proving that yes, we do have this energy body You can also take curly and photography of fruit and you'll see that it also has its everything has an energy field Okay, absolutely and so the whole thing is is that what we're able to do is in the quantum world You don't exist your body's comprised of photons Which is light and light is information and information is consciousness, correct? So when you take let's a walk, let's walk through that breakdown again of yours. It's a very metaphysical one. It's important. We might even it's probably important enough to even write down but, the breakdown again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one more time we have. So in the quantum world, you don't exist. Your body is comprised of photons. Okay. So one is photons. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, number one is photons. Okay. Um, and photons are light. Okay. Which equals light. Yep. Okay. And light equals information. Okay. And information is consciousness. See, that's what I love about you. You pick up on the important parts. <laughs> You didn't let me breeze through that one because <laughs> this is very important. That's why in Freemasonry, you know, it's a search Sorry, after light. It's a search after information. It's a search after consciousness. So this is, by the way, this is the esoteric, um, uh, you know, line of thought, by the way. So you're not going to be seeing this in any, uh, you know, school textbooks or anything. 
Um, <laughs> so, um, Interesting. but anyway, so just hear me out because that is a good, okay. important part, but it goes much deeper. Okay? And for those that are listening only on audio, one, photons equal light. Two, light equals information. Three, information equals consciousness. And then it just, it's very cyclical. Right? And it's cyclical. So let's, let's, uh, let's explore this a little bit. So we have a... Yeah, 100%. Yeah, wow. which, which is good. I mean, it's, 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 it's really good with this at the same time, definitely. Okay, so we have, um, we have a very, we have a very quantum mechanical unit of photon. We have that compromising of light, and we have light compromising of information. So when we think of things like, what Chris Langan calls the infocognitive universe, that that information is consciousness. Yes. So that we are consciousness. Consciousness is exploring infinity as our metaphysic, an unbounded map of phenomenological experience. And so that consciousness being informational is that we are eternally exploring information and that we see that in this holographic space-time reality that is that appears to be quantum mechanical it appears to have space-time it appears to have natural selection but those are appearances which you as you say will break down everything's from within in a moment everything's from within yeah. so and it's a very um, metaphysical idealist perspective of like all is mind like bernardo castro would say that that is your fundamental metaphysic is all is mind all is consciousness all is information exploring infinity eternally yeah. i love that and i would also like to just say that for all of the people that are physicalists or that are trying to find a synthesis between physicalism and consciousness I would just say that this is not to say physicalism is not part of this equation. It's to say that it is part of this equation. Consciousness needs these realities in order for it to actually undergo the process of exploring the infinite possibility space, space of information, of phenomenolo phenomenology. That's that, why people yeah. can mir have miraculous healing of the body through the power of their own mind. Every time you think a negative thought, your body creates a stress hormone that it's been physiologically proven to mutate DNA. Yes. So if thoughts can make us sick, you know, yeah. then it's very possible they can make us well. Now, just let me, um, yeah, because I know we might be getting kind of yeah, close on time or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. one thing I was going to say, though, is so by looking at the Curlian photography and uh, recognizing there really is this energetic, uh, you know, field around us. Um, so, like I said, in the, in the quantum world, you do not exist. Your body comprises of photons, okay? And whenever you take a photograph of your photonic body, okay? This is why they say gypsies never want you to take photographs with them because it captures their soul essence, etc. Um, but when you take a photograph in broad daylight, okay, of your body or your face, which is your bioenergetic photonic light signature, think of it as your own... IP address, right? What we're able to do is take that photograph all the way from across the world, similar to remote uh, Reiki healing, you know, as well that you can do that, which Ra, 
is of the sun, right? Ki is gi or chi or energy, right? So it's the sun energy, etc. But scalar energy, when Nikola Tesla understood and discovered scalar energy, he was quoted by saying he knew that he found one of the rare secrets of the universe because it's non-electromagnetic in nature, where a radio wave, etc., is all electromagnetic in nature. So that means the scalar the farther, energy. Yeah, yeah, the farther that you, so the farther that you um, go out from a signal of a uh, you know radio signal, it's going to fade over time because it's electromagnetic. Scalar energy, which I'm going to get to in a second, is non-electromagnetic in nature. So that means we can send this energy remotely pretty much to wherever you are in okay, the world. Okay, and that's the whole notion yeah. of what we're uncovering with yeah. quantum entanglement. Yes, so this works through quantum entanglement. So that's why, you know, like telephone telepathy, that's why, you know, your ears will, you'll start thinking of someone and the next thing you know, they're calling you. Just like the paper. Uh, you were thinking, man, I'd really like to have that piece of paper. And I said, hey, would you like to, <laughs> you know, same thing with the number and everything. It's it's all telepathy, right? Extrasensory perception is what it is. Now, let me just go through because I know there'll be a million talking points in between, but let me just finish the whole thing and then we'll we'll recap. Especially scalar energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what we're talking about yeah, right good, now. Good, good, good. Okay. So it's the same type of energy that, you know, emanated from uh, Wardenclyffe and Tesla's uh, towers. We're actually connected to Dasanka Mandic, you know, through a friend of ours, and um, she's Nikola Tesla's granddaughter. And so anyway, long story short, we have this miniature miniaturized Tesla coil. Were you the one that sent me the data it may have been you i'm not sure anymore it may have been over a month ago while i was finishing yeah. the synthesis but there was data around the using light and seeing light at that quantum mechanical level and the way that it affects biology and specifically the way that dna interacts well with that. that was not me, but it backs up what I'm about to say. I love this so, point. So once again, let me finish the whole thing okay, before really we talk about the other thing. Okay? So, yeah, okay. so let me just finish the whole thing or else we'll it never speaks, finish it. It speaks really deeply to that reality oh, yeah, creation. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, so anyway, long, and this is all verifiable with um, polymerase chain reaction tests, which we'll get to in a second. But what we're able to do is fire up the miniature Tesla coil, okay, combined with a radionics machine, which is, uh, you know, T. Galen Hieronymus, which his wonderful work there, right? And that ties in with bioresonance therapy and biomagnetic therapy, which we'll cover in a little bit, and biodynamic craniosacral therapy. There's so many of them, but... This is all round two stuff. We yeah, have yeah. so much to talk about. Continue. Yeah, we really do. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. long story short, so that picture of your face, right, because you're comprised of photons, and uh, that's your IP address. And just how one cell phone can communicate to another cell phone wirelessly, right, just how a satellite works or how a radio signal works, except it's non-electromagnetic in nature, we can send this energy to your photograph. I shit you not. <laughs> and what you'll see, and this, it'd be one thing like if we were just saying this, but we can actually verify this with PCR tests. We'll show you that in a second and not the faulty you know, coronavirus PCR tests or whatever. But what it does is it emanates the scalar energy going to your photograph, which is your IP address. It can locate you anywhere you are in the world. I shit you not. And what it does is it, whatever vibration, whatever pathogen, virus, or bacteria is in the body, it literally does a reverse phase harmonic. So if the harmonic was, was four, let's say it was vibrating at a frequency of four, say you had cancer or whatever it was, right? Yeah. Then what we do is we literally, the reverse phase harmonic would be two in that case, right? So whatever frequency is wrong with your body, bacteria, pathogen, virus, 
we invert the frequency at a reverse phase harmonic and send it to the photograph where it affects your bioenergetic photonic light signature known as your aura or your morphogenetic field or your uh, energy body as they call it okay because okay. everything is energy and so what happens is it creates an environment that it literally destroys the molecular bonds of whatever virus bacteria pathogen or whatever you have wrong with you so it creates an environment where it cannot live and then you just you just drink a bunch of water and what it does is it takes those you know viral proteins or whatever essentially and it flushes it out of your body the only thing when you're doing this you have to um, you know drink a lot of water and then what you do is say you had like some incurable disease or whatever it was that was you know um, you go and get one of the most advanced blood tests you can possibly get a polymerase chain reaction test you have to go to a special doctor to get the real one and you will see that that you are completely um, it basically makes it an environment where it cannot exist you know beautiful who's currently doing the bioresonance therapies that there's places in about. LA that are doing bioresonance cool. therapy um, but and that's this is different general... than scalar light okay that's different oh, it works in a okay. similar fashion but there's okay. also biomagnetic therapy which okay. uses the polarity of very strong magnets to to alkalize the body so there's bioresonance therapy and there's biomagnetic therapy and then there's scalar light energy which is also called uh, scalar energy it's also called prana in the hindu and indian cultures it's also called zero point energy it's also called uh the sun or star okay. energy okay okay same thing as like reiki scalar and remote, light energy just how remote distance reiki healing works you know it's the same similar type of thing except just a little bit more high tech and no it's not a miracle it's simply science would it be yeah it's really important to target as legs beyond the edge of what is known and then work our way there as these with these hypotheses and actually do the scientific method in these specific more eccentric or esoteric fields and push the edge super duper yeah. important and it's extremely under unfunded right now yeah because there's a lot of incentives in the way of the existing perverse protocols that are not about that they're about the existing incumbent infrastructures where there's profit motives so we have to the shatter the industrial complex the, the word pharmacy complex, comes yeah. from the greek word pharmakai which means witchcraft and sorcery um you know if you go look that up in a greek dictionary or even look at it online and so, you know, there's unfortunately there's no money to be made off healthy humans. And so that's why this type of technology, including I, Nikola Tesla, definitely not. Definitely. I definitely don't agree with that. There's a well, lot of well, here's there's the thing, a lot in of their mind. There's a lot of money to be well, made off of healthy made humans. The, you should see the amount of is, wealthy people that really love and oh, even yeah, people yeah. that are that are of my sort of much lower level wealth that love the idea of oh, how yeah. can I get a biometric scan out of my existing states of where yeah. I have slow pathology developing and how can I tweak that like a yeah. The car what i meant to say yeah is so there's their, a lot of money well, to be made well, what i'm saying is you know, in their mind that up to the cloud so all i'm saying is that in it. their mind there's more more money to be made off the treatment rather than the cure there you go that's the that's the proper way to say it. thank you for clarifying i i agree with that so there's obviously a lot that was right there that we're gonna i think table for round two which is gonna be yeah crazy interesting this has already been ridiculous ridiculously fascinating yeah oh my goodness and like you said like man it is so damn important to get these like to get these main concepts into the into the sphere of 
YouTubes and the internet into more people's psyche because, you know, that's, that's the crucial thing. The one thing that I keep repeating on this show that I don't see other shows doing is that those ones that I listed earlier, we need more the interviewer or another artist that's a polymath or however we want to do this, but we need to live be capturing the most profound insights from the program. And not only the ones around consciousness like we did here, but we have this these awesome ones around SEO that we did a little bit ago. Oh, yeah. And they were really, really, really insightful. And, and we, Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, they help the, break well, it down. Yeah. And, and the people's businesses and simplicity. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. Their goals. SEO can help you, you know, if you want more exposure. So we, we, we have to begin doing this on a more consistent basis. And so I would just urge... Uh, the most popular podcast networks and just flood them more and more with these ideas of cap of capturing the salient points as as we as we undergo dialectic non-hegelian by the way dialectic right yeah <laughs> we'll get into that later in poly poly tricks there's so much um okay let's do the i think the last kind of like the last thing here which is that um I want you to unpack what you were talking about when we first sat down where you began kind of listing off some of the things we talked about this off the show as well. You have some thoughts around, I was sharing with you my kind of cyclic consciousness exploring infinity metaphysic. And you were saying, and the idea is kind of like Erwin Laszlo has talked about as well, where you undergo this toroidal style of the big bang followed by a big crunch style thing that that is constantly yeah. cyclic, but you scrape the big bang. I'm not, I'm not buying it. And then you also scrape uh, Darwinian natural selection and you scrape also round earth. And so, Oh yeah. I mean, so these are all things unpack. that are proven. Unpack. These are all things that are proven by spherical trigonometry. I mean, just do the mathematics. I mean, I don't want to get too um, in depth here because we all know what happens to those that they do get too in depth. Um, unfortunately they're not with us very, very long, but, um, what I can say, what I'm at liberty to say is that NASA comes from the root word Nasha, which means to deceive in Hebrew. It was started by a Nazi scientist by the name Werner von Braun right there. If that's not enough alone to make sure that you know that this is not a trustworthy entity then I don't need to go any further because if you can't understand based on the inception and what this is about and what the symbols are with NASA and what it's really, really about, then it, I might as well save my breath, you know, but let's just go ahead and continue for entertainment purposes. Okay. So by the way, um, (laughs) I mean that alone pretty much says it, but yeah, I mean, um, the big bang theory. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to keep this very, um, maybe elementary and maybe right before we get to big bang theory, just to clarify on the, what then is occurring if it's not, I mean, these are all interrelated concepts, but then what is occurring if not the using the jet fuels and propellants to. Oh yeah. I mean, all rocket launches are hoaxes. I mean, if you look, they go in distinctly a parabolic curve. I mean, there's not men in tiny ships going out to outer space. They're literally going up out of view. And then what's happening is they're landing in controlled waters is what's happening. Um, okay. So then what is rocket what, launchers are hoaxes? What is from my research? What is occurring? Thanks for that last bit. What is occurring again? Anti dogmatic always. 
Um, what is occurring then when we have like a celestial body like the moon? Okay, which by the way, the moon is translucent in nature. So the moon is actually a translucent object, meaning that during certain waxing, during a blue moon, right? During certain waxing and waning cycles, which by the way, you only see the same face of the moon. You never see the other side of it. It's always, it does rotate, but it's facing towards you at all times. It's like a Frisbee and you see the same side. It's simply rotating like this. You never see it, the backside. That's why Pink Floyd wrote the uh, dark side of the moon, which also has the Isaac Newton, which he was an early Freemason. Uh, Isaac Newton has the, um, you know, the prism with the, um, the light reflecting or refracting out of it which is uh, Newton came up with this theory of gravity, okay? Theory of gravity, which is simply just that. It's a theory. It's never been proven. So if, if we're not on a spherical planet that's orbiting just, a light source oh, yeah, that is totally powering... Not. I can give you an not, experiment right and, now that will prove it to you. And then, you can do it at home. And then the, so the, the sun that's supposedly 93 million miles away that's oh, yeah. powering that's life totally on the only, planet? It's only a few thousand miles away. It's not 93 million. See, that's the thing. What is NASA? The sun is only a few thousand yeah, it's miles not 93 away. million miles away. And how do you know that it's only a few thousand um, miles away? Well, this away? is what I've researched. I mean, no one knows anything. But one thing I can do is I can do a lot of research, and I can do what's called discernment, right? And so, you know, if an organization called NASA, which it means to deceive, is telling me something, how gullible would I be to just buy it right off the bat, right? So here's the thing. So, but what's in their so incentive? Let me, so here's like, the thing. What's the manipulation well, incentive? What's the incentive? Because of them, yeah, well, the thing is, whether we understand their incentive or not, doesn't mean that they're not we doing don't, it. We so the reason I, I remember you said that me, scientists can be bought, like politicians. Oh, yeah, scientists. I can remember be that bought. part, of course. Yeah, but, but it, are you asking why they're doing this? Why they're painting this false view of reality upon the lower class? Well, let's so do that. That's yeah. what they've always done. Um, just because we may not understand why exactly, which I have a good reason of one of the reasons why, um, because they don't want us to have too much knowledge. They don't want you to become too powerful. They don't want you to um, recognize, um, you know, your own divinity from within. But but here's and the thing. What, and, and why would that be? Why that? would that be? Well, because the elite, because then they can't have power over us. It's all about power. It's all about greed and control and power for these individuals. Okay, so the idea so they want to keep us in is the dark. that they're is okay, a there's a class they of know elite so here we go that have here we go perverse me, incentives will, to keep this will the humanity in the dark that's why secret societies exist they're not releasing the knowledge now let me put it this way and who, they and, make you think <clears throat> that you evolved from monkeys and that you're just on the stuck to the side of a spinning ball that's going nine six hundred and sixty six there they like that number six hundred sixty six million miles through space while orbiting the sun, while, you know, with a thousand mile uh, per hour eastward rotation, um, which, by the way, I'll get into an experiment here in a second. But, uh, you know, and people always used to think that the earth was flat. It was only until, you know, different types of uh, Freemasons came along like Newton and all these other Copernicus, etc. Right. That were that were basically come up with this whole round earth theory. OK, now it's complete bullshit. And I'm going to tell you exactly how. And I'm going to give you the mathematics behind it. I'm going to give you experiments that have been done in the past and ones you can do at home today because I believe in proving everything I say. Now, you have to understand, I, too, was once brainwashed. I, too, once drank the Kool-Aid. I, too, believed everything I heard at school. I, too, believed everything I saw on the science channel and, and all this stuff. I, too, was gullible. I, too, was 
believable. I too thought that there was no harm that could ever be done and the world was all sunshine You've never rain, experienced but... the double helical structure of DNA yourself, but you believe in it because it's been proven by Rosalind Franklin. By and Watson and Crick. Watson and Which Crick. were the two Nobel Prize award-winning scientists that discovered the shape of the double helix of our DNA while high on LSD, D-lysergic acid diethylamide, which has a tryptamine nucleus, which tryptamine is two trivial enzymatic steps from tryptophan, and the thing is, is it's an accelerated dose of dimethyltryptamine, which ayahuasca, the Banisterius capivine, the ayahuasca vine, ironically grows in the same shape of the double helix we of our DNA. About that, yeah. Which, um, yeah, and so, but the thing is, though, is but like, you believe this, and well, which is very interesting. It's do I believe it? Um, I believe it's a possibility. Um, I believe okay. that everything okay, is a fair. possibility. Fair, fair, okay. So I don't really believe is, necessarily anything. What I do believe is that everything is a well, possibility. Well, we have to have some sort of communal sense-making, which assists in the most optimal just trajectory of planetary flourishing. And there's discernment. So, there's so research and discernment that occurs in this me, process. Just give me 30 but seconds. But it's, it's a lot, though, to because I just want to also be fair, Joshua, for myself and for so many people, just that, like, we have to be a little, I think, potentially, maybe more gentle because it's 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 quite hard to say. Like, I too was once completely brainwashed. You know what I mean? Well, I don't mean that in a negative yeah. way. I just meant that I was drinking the Kool Aid. I well, believe because what it's the also major institution. It's also not binary in the sense that people yeah. that are understanding, which is what I tried to prove with that double helical structure of DNA, because you. It's hard. You can't just say that there's one side which is completely binary brainwashed that thinks all of the science they just believe of mainstream. What the television tells them, the and then there's books. the other side which is 100% completely binary right. Yeah, there's mixes, I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm there's right. Mixes I'm just telling you information. Yeah, I'm yeah. not telling you that I'm right. Yeah. I'm just telling you information that well, I've researched, and then use like your the own discernment. Like the sun being a couple thousand miles away. I originally you know, thought the same thing everyone did that the Earth was round. Um, until and then I heard about the flat Earth theory. Okay, and here's I the runway. Was, Go ahead. I thought Take it was, the runway. Yeah, yeah. Just because if not, we'll never get through. Take it. the runway. Take um, the runway. So I became a flat Earther by trying to disprove the flat Earth. I too. I, okay, I was using you know heavy language there, right? Because people don't like to be called out on their bullshit. Is an old saying, right? Um, but the whole thing is, is that I too believed um, everything I heard pretty much from the scientific communities, right? Uh, the Earth is round. And so when I heard about the flat earth theory, I thought it was so ridiculous. I was like, man, this stuff is ridiculous. Why would everyone, why would anyone ever think that, right? And it's just something that we're taught at a very young age, at the time we're children. We say, you know, we're showed this round earth, okay? It's called blank slate theory. You know, you can obviously manipulate it. So we're shown this big round earth and uh, they say that the earth is round. And we say, well, if the earth is round, then, you know, um, as a child, we would tell the teacher, you know, well, what about the people at the bottom? Why won't they fall off? And they say, oh, oh, that's gravity. That's gravity. No need to look any further. And so we just we bought into it at a very young age and we've grown up and we've been conditioned through the backgrounds on our computers and through the symbols and all the corporate logos that, hey, we're living on this, you know, round earth due to gravity. Gravity is the only thing that's keeping this ship afloat. OK, now here's the thing. Sir Isaac Newton, whenever he saw the, he discovered the theory of gravity, which has been, it's just a theory. It's never been proven. Due to density, objects fall to earth. If I have a brick in one hand and a feather in the other, and I let go both of them at the same time, okay, which one do you think is going to hit the ground first? Obviously the brick, right? Because it weighs more, okay? But it's not due to gravity. It's due to density. So the, so the idea is, 
is that anytime something is more dense than the air, like the apple that Isaac Newton, you know, observed that fell to the ground, anytime something is more dense than the air, it will fall to earth, not due to gravity, due to um, density, which is mass times cubic volume times weight. And so the whole thing is, is that, um, that yeah, we just buy this complete lie, okay? Now, now give me a second to re, um, to re invoke my thoughts for a second, okay? Because there's a lot to cover. You're going to be hearing a lot here. So the whole thing is, um, yeah, so, so the, there's actually never been a scientific experiment, not one, that has shown a heliocentric object that shows water gravitized around it. It's just not the natural tendencies of water. Water always finds its level. If you notice the natural occurrences of water, it always finds its level. That's why there's a thing called a level that you use to measure how level something is. And guess what's in the middle of it? Water. Okay. So it's like, they're just throwing it in your face. They're hysterically laughing at you guys. You know, there's hysterically laughing, like deep belly diaphragm, like laughing, like real laughing at people that believe this um, because it's part of their, their magic. You know, it's part of their, um, their thing, you know, it's like they're rubbing our faces in it. They're mocking it, you know, mocking us with it. So here's the thing. So, um, so there's no scientific experiment that shows any heliocentric object that has water gravitizing around it. It's not anything naturally occurring in nature. Okay. And then the other thing too, is that if gravity is such a strong force to hold the Eiffel tower stuck, if you can answer me this one question, then maybe I'll change my mind. But until someone gives me a legit answer, I'm, I'm of this opinion. How is gravity such a strong force to hold the Eiffel Tower stuck to the side of a spinning ball, but yet it's weak enough to allow birds and insects to fly so freely? If someone can answer, give me an, an honest answer to that question, I would love to hear it. Now, continuing beyond that, uh, look up a guy named Samuel Rowbottom, which uh, basically, if you were born on the middle of an island somewhere, basically, and nobody told you that the earth was round, what would your eyes naturally observe and see? You wouldn't think that it was round, would you? In fact, when you go up in an airplane, I mean, there's just so much. This is like, this might even be some round two stuff because there's so many experiments and everything. Totally. But like, that's why, like, if the earth was round, so put your hands like this for me real quick, okay? So just like this, okay? So if the earth was round, okay, then that means if you fly in an airplane, that means, keep your hands just like that, okay? So that means if you fly in an airplane, that means that the the um, pilot would have to dip the nose down, do an actual ball. You're not doing a ball, like an actual, yeah, just like this, just a ball, okay? So that means that if you're flying in an airplane, the, the pilot would have to dip the nose down every five to 15 minutes or so to stay with the curvature of the earth. But that's not what happens. When you fly in an airplane, you go straight up, you go straight across, and look, if you're going straight across and the earth is round, well then where the hell are you going? Out here in outer space or something, right? Now, a lot of people would say, so that's another thing, okay? Um, the other thing is that they claim NASA, to deceive, claims that there's a thousand mile eastward rotation, okay? Thousand mile per hour eastward rotation. If that's the case, that means that planes would have to take off and land on runways that are moving. That means they'd have to head west in order to fly north. But that's not what happens when you observe this, okay? The other thing is, um, like, there's been experiments where... Um, and you can do this yourself, okay? You'll stand on the edge of a beach, okay? So remember, the Earth is 25,000 miles in circumference, okay? 25,000, that's the official uh, numerology there, okay? So if you stand, there's been experiments. People do this on, on the YouTube. They've even recorded it and uploaded it. But if you stand on the edge of a beach and watch a ship sail out from the, the shore off until the horizon, right? 
if you stay trained on that, if you keep your eye trained on that ship as it slowly steals, it's going to get smaller and smaller until eventually it disappears. Now, most people think, oh, that's because it's going over the curvature of the earth. Well, that's not the case because if we take a pair of binoculars, then the ship comes back. Okay? And then once we're tuned into the ship on the binoculars and we're watching the ship sail out to sea, Okay, finally we're watching on the micros or the uh, binoculars, okay? And then finally, once it sails out far enough, okay? Then the ship disappears again. So then surely people would say, "Oh, it's got to go over the curvature of the earth now." I mean, it's so far, right? But if you take a telescope and you look at the ship again, it the ship comes back. Now, you're tuned in on this telescope and you're watching, you're still trained on the ship that's still going flat straight out across the earth, okay? And then finally when the, the ship gets so small you can barely see it with the telescope, it disappears. So then surely all the skeptics are gonna say, wow, that's surely got to uh, uh, be the curvature of the earth then, right? Keep in mind 25,000 miles in circumference, circumference, okay, not radius. So you have to keep in there the mathematics when you're doing this. I'll go over the spherical trigonometry in a second, which will really get you going. But what happens is, is once that ship disappears in the telescope, okay, it goes over the curvature of the Earth, right? Like as so to deceive would like you to know, NASA, NASA, started by a Nazi scientist, Werner von Braun, which has on his gravestone a reference to the firmament over the Earth. Because apparently even in the Bible, they said God separated the waters from above and the waters from below and made a space in the middle and talks about the firmament. So Werner von Braun, look at his gravestone, has a quote on the firmament. But you have that telescope and, and the, the ship disappears surely it's got to be over the edge now right or over the the curvature of the earth but if you take it even and you can do this experiment yourself you take an even higher powered telescope and you put it back on and the ship still comes back i shit you not so that proves that the earth is not round now i'm not saying it's completely flat okay i'm just telling you that it's even nasa and neil degrasse tyson even nasa came out and said oh by the way the earth is actually pear-shaped you can look this up they nasa came out neil degrasse tyson which is another freemason came out and said that the earth is pear-shaped just type in uh neil degrasse tyson pear-shaped you can pull up the video on youtube there's a little clip of him saying it um let's see there are also highest order shape deviations with me okay so so basically one second let's let me let me just adjust this to actually get the the search on, yeah and just realize um, for all of you people. listening all of you listening just realize it's going to take more uh than a five minute explanation of this to break an entire lifetime of programming so just be aware um but that's why i'm going to give you some experiments you can do uh for yourself this is from the search of the just earth in, is pear-shaped just and type the in Neil deGrasse Tyson. And the answer here from NASA is there are also other higher order shape deviations which make the Earth slightly pear shaped with a larger southern yeah. hemisphere surface exactly. area so just trying to... than in the northern hemisphere, yeah. but at a level of a kilometer or so in radial girth. Exactly. They so don't that's, even know. that's not, that's very minimal. And. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Regardless of how minimal, well, first of all, you're reading from NASA, which is NASA, right? Um, but also, we're talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson, one of the most, you know, foremost scientists out there, right? Uh, that he look up the clip on YouTube. You know, don't go to the people that are going to say they're going to deceive you. Go to the deceivers themselves. Neil deGrasse Tyson said the Earth is pear-shaped. Okay, so look more into it. But my question is, if the Earth is pear-shaped, 
then what are these perfectly round spherical images that we're seeing um, in our science books? So NASA can't even get their own stories straight. Well, here it says that it's a level of a kilometer. I don't or care so. what they say because okay. it's um, I just don't trust them. You know, they they have no reason to be trusted. Now here's the other thing. There's too. other points on the runway that you want to keep hitting. Yes, exactly. Okay. 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 So check this out. Speaking of runway, if the if we were really on an like I said earlier, a yeah, thousand mile right. yeah. per hour eastward rotation, that means planes would have to take off and land on runways that were moving. Just riddle me that i have a log of a couple of the things that i want to get back to that yeah yeah for sure so so the other thing too is so so they say nasa says that we're you know we're going 666 million miles through space they really like that number 666 so we're going 666 miles through 666 million miles through space with a 1000 mile per hour eastward rotation okay while orbiting the sun so i want you to imagine that in your head okay going traveling through space okay 666 million miles a thousand miles per hour eastward rotation while orbiting the sun okay mm -hmm. now here's an experiment you can do um, at home so you can prove this to yourself you take a long exposure camera and you sit it on the ground and you point it up towards the north star and you let it sit for three days there's also people on youtube doing this as well there's even people that have their own little miniature rockets they send up and then it hits the firmament and then it, you know, kind of uh, dissipates. But so the whole thing is, firmament. yeah, the firmament, as okay. mentioned in the Bible, like not that that's, you know, the best sense of reference, but it does have some truths. So here's the thing. If you take a long exposure camera and point it towards the North Star and just record the, the movement of the heavens for three days. OK, and then you do a time lapse and you play it back, you will see. Okay, prove this to yourself. This is no he said, she said, NASA said. I don't give a shit about any of that. I care about real experiments, okay? Like I told you with the telescope and everything else. Now, the thing is, is um, when you look and play the video back, you'll see that the North Star stays the same and literally all the heavens revolve around us. So it's not the sun that is at the center of the galaxy and all the planets revolving around the, the sun. solar system. Or, yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, exactly. Sorry, we're covering a lot of material. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, yeah. is that do this experiment yourself, okay? You'll see that everything that the Earth stays stationary and that we are the center of this solar system at least and that the heavens are rotating around us. I shit you not. Look this stuff up. Now, with all that being said, the elite class, a lot of people ask, okay, so why would they be doing this? Okay, like, that's great and all, Josh. Like, I did, I've even had people that said, I did the long exposure camera. I did the whole ship sailing off at sea. You know, I did all this. Like, they're like, okay, so obviously, you know, you've proven it to me. Um, but they say, but I just don't get why they're trying to do this. And I always say, just because you don't understand why doesn't mean that they're not doing it. And here's the thing, too, is that... Um, you know, the elite class, or I don't even like calling them elite, the predatory class has always tried to depict a false view of reality upon the lower class um, since the beginning of time. And the reason why I think one of the reasons why they're doing it is because they know that if they convince you that there was this big bang, which is basically saying that there was nothing and then nothing exploded and then that created something. You know, if you can believe that, you can believe anything. So I'm not buying it. But the whole thing is the Big Bang Theory, the theory of evolution, right, and the round earth, they're all tied in together from my research 
They're all tied in together to sell you the idea that you evolved from apes. You're just one tiny little speck in this galaxy that's on, that's a part of another galaxy that's even bigger than another galaxy and another big of this vast, vast universe, okay? And um, they make you think that, that basically since you evolved from apes and you're stuck on the side of a spinning ball, it doesn't really matter because that spinning ball is, you know, one fraction of a size of all the, the, the vastness of the, the universe. They make you think that your life doesn't matter. And if they make you think that your life doesn't matter, then they know that you're not going to try to um, become enlightened. You know, yeah. Yes, exactly. Now, here's the yeah. thing. Now, last thing I want to say on this. Okay. And then I really am going to have to go because of time and everything. But um, the whole thing is um, if you go to NASA.gov, their website themselves, and you download their images, like the one where the guy's standing on the moon and looking at the earth, right? You know that famous image? Go to NASA.gov, download the image from their own stuff themselves. It's proven to be CGI. I promise you that. I had a guy that helped that worked at JPL. But anyway, so you download the images from uh, NASA.gov, you upload it to Adobe Photoshop, and then you drop the saturations and the levels down, and you'll be able to see a black box that it was pretty much like clip art copy and pasted around the earth. This is another experiment you can do yourself. So if the earth really is round, then why are they trying to um, you know, hide this stuff from us? Why are they trying to manipulate this and use CGI and all this? You know, That's my question. And so when you tie that in with the theory of gravity and, and uh, the round earth and then Darwinism, evolution, and then the Big Bang, it's all to sell you the idea that you don't matter and that this life doesn't matter and just keep working and go to sleep and uh, watch TV and that's it, you know? So that's basically all I have to say about that. I mean, there might be little tidbits of here that you may, you know, have a counter argument, this or that. But at the end of the day, do the experiments I told you about. Research those experiments. Um, and then, then come talk to me after that. Because right now, we're just going based off information that, you know, preconceived ideas. I mean, and just realize, last thing. Yeah. is it's going to take more than five minutes of me explaining this to break an entire lifetime of programming. So just be aware of that. And, and maybe you'll end up like I did, where you didn't believe the flat earth theory, and you go out and you try to disprove it, and then that's what ends up making you believe it. The unique thing about me and the unique thing about this, about this program is that <clears throat> we don't, play the game of taking that unique artistic expression of consciousness that arises and dis and destroying it, straw manning it, all that type of stuff. We let it flower. And then myself and the audience get to decide on your mimetic spread and whether the ideas are resonant yes and so then we can leave it there for now yeah and i have many yes pieces in that on round two 100 to hit back on yes. that may be insightful for the further elevation of dialogue and exploration yeah. yeah and the other thing too is is that um yeah yeah 100 percent. what was i there's one last thing i was going to say about that in particular oh yeah so just like the whole making money thing people come to me they say i want to learn how to make money i say okay how many hours a day 
do you spend learning how to make money? And the answer is always no, nothing, you know, or very little. And then I say, well, don't be surprised when you look in your bank account and there's not much money there, right? So when anytime someone tries to debate me, you know, a healthy debate, you know, obviously, right? We're all friends. We're all, you know, regardless, we're not going to let views separate us. But anytime someone tries to debate me on anything, especially the flat earth, this is my question. How many hours of research have you done on this very specific topic that renders you a great credit to your name to be able to speak on such topics? Because I know for me, I've spent hours and hours and hours and days and weeks. I've became so enthralled and interested in this. I've read all the literature. I've looked at all the videos. I've put in the 10,000 hours on this topic. My question to anyone that would like to debate me on this topic is how many hours have you put in? And if the answer is very slim, then what makes you an expert to speak on this topic? That's the last thing I got to say. Mic drop. <laughs> Generally speaking, there's an important resonant frequency to what you just said, which is that there's a within people's North Star explorations, there's an amount of yeah. investment that people take with their consciousness and their energy yeah. to look at the fitness landscape of ideas and try to parse for signal across disciplines, synthesize, come up with insightful revelations about the nature of consciousness and reality. And I appreciate what you shared and that I think round two and feel that round two, we can get some interesting tennis going on on that. Exactly. Subject. I always say, you know, don't tell me what you believe. Don't tell me what you've been told from a very young age, especially from major institutions. Show me how long you've been researching this subject and tell me what you've researched and then we can have an intelligent discussion. Otherwise, it's all based on preconceived notions of what we've been told. I think it's super interesting that although everything you just did the runway on was your expression of consciousness and and, and rich and, and aromatic, yeah. I just want to say that it's really interesting how even though that happened, that fundamentally, metaphysically, we're aligned as consciousness being fundamental and yeah. eternally exploring. Well, it's just the that thing is there's something really interesting about. Well, the thing is, that. and I'm just speaking up about this because I just don't want humanity to go further down the slippery slope. And so the whole thing is like the reason why they don't want this information out there is because the round earth theory is the mother of all the great conspiracy theories. This is the one theory that once this one theory gets out, to the entire world, which is really not a theory. If anything, gravity is a theory. I mean, but anyway, this is the one conspiracy theory, the flat earth, right? This is the great mother load of all conspiracies because this is the one thing that once the average human wakes up to this idea and they do the research, okay? They don't just believe what they heard in kindergarten and believed it and then never looked back, right? They actually take a critical eye and do what I've done, which is actually take time. And I would, Everyone's I would, quick to talk. I would also like to put that the one usually people insert here is is fiat currency. Yeah, yeah. That's the creature so, of Jekyll Island, etc. Yeah, yeah. So when you fractional go, reserve banking, fractional reserve easy. banking, quantitative easing. I know all that. So stuff. when you put when I know you listen, and so yeah. when you put when you put it in the hierarchy, 
Well, you say that well, flat is, Earth is above that, well, which it's, then it's above opens everything up because this is the, the one. Sure, this is the one sure, conspiracy sure, sure. that once people wake up to this, it's going to take everything down because then people are finally going to realize that they've been lied to. You know, Mark Twain, another Freemason, he said that it's a lot easier to convince people. Or no, it's a lot easier the to fool The lie spreads people. around the world faster than the truth puts its shoes on. Yeah. Yes, but he also yeah. said that it's easier to fool someone than it is to convince them that they've been fooled. fooled yeah. And right now, that's what I'm trying to tell you guys, is that I'm trying to convince you that you've been fooled. Do the research and prove me wrong. You know? I love it. Round two, super pumped. That's going to be... Yeah. I love that. All right. And I guess the last thing, last question is... Because we've already done so much around consciousness and nature of reality. We can unpack that more in round oh, two. Yeah. It's a very fun, silly question, yeah. which actually has a little bit of <laughs> metaphysical implication to it. <laughs> it is, what is your favorite food? My favorite food has got to be, I would say, lobster, man. I just really love lobster. You know? Why? Because the way that it tastes. I just love seafood, you know? Um, actually it doesn't even really have to be lobster. I just love like, like genre of food or like individual dish, Both. Like, I guess great. both. So yeah. I, so what I like is I like Italian food, Greek food. What in Mexican. those, what in Italian, what in Greek, what specific? I like, you know, I hate to say it cause it's a code word for some other shit, but I do like pasta. Um, you know, um, pizza's okay, I guess, but, um, really just intricate dishes like that. Greek is, um, like gyros are good. I don't eat much mm -hmm. meat. I'm mostly vegan. Um, Chinese food is really good, like shrimp fried rice and all that stuff. Um, I like Thai food. Thai food's got to be probably one of my favorite foods in the world. And pad Thai and pad si yeah, yeah. And then um, let's see what else. Um, and then uh, seafood you want to do? Yeah, yeah. Seafood's really, really good too. So I love that stuff. That was the first time on the show that a guest went into the different cultural genres of food and broke those down by their favorites. Yeah. I like that you did that a lot. Um, that's great. And the, the metaphysical impl implications of the question are something I only realized like a week ago asking this question on the show, which is that it's funny because the same way that individual conscious agents have preferences for tastes of food, you can think about that on that's a micro phenomena and on a macro phenomena consciousness has different phenomenological yeah. experiential playgrounds that it enters into to have those experiences oh, yeah. as tastes and i love indian food too anything that's like <laughs> i love it yeah i yeah. love it i love it i love it okay so all right josh that's 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 a wrap oh my gosh all right well i guess um, I guess as a, as a brief, uh, recap, uh, we covered a ridiculous amount of epicness. Um, we have just in general, piercing the veil of reality. We have that, um, giving the world's best ideas, maximum exposure by reverse engineering SEO algorithms. And that's doing things like actually exploring the Google patents, reverse engineering those, reverse engineering the competitors. And what they do, you can use tools like SEMrush to do so. Again, this deeper keyword analysis, and then you create unique landing pages for each keyword, and that will drive your North Star goals. And you can use INeedArticles.com to do so. Again, SEO 
is the beautiful funnel that gets you all of your leads, your sales, people using your product and services. You can funnel them into any of these other places afterward as well. And that also beyond SEO, going into things like photons equals light, light equals information, information equals consciousness, and the entire exploration of all of the pieces of content around those those fields so again you can check out the link in the bio below is joshua Earp's instagram profile you can check him out he has very thought-provoking stories he posts there he's got a lot of other really awesome content that he links to there for you to go check out around seo that graphic that we were exploring is on his website which is linked in the instagram as well and that also, thank you very much for tuning in. Massively appreciate you. Super duper grateful. And Josh Herb, thank you for coming on the thank program. Thank you, guys. This has been so awesome. What an incredible round one. I mean, the thing is, is when I opened up for Edward Snowden at Secret Knock a few years ago, which is also on my Instagram videos or pictures, Edward Snowden came out and he said something incredibly profound. He said... The reason why most people don't speak up about the truth, right? No matter how obscure it is, like, you know, flat earth or this or that, vaccines, 5G, whatever. The reason why is because of their fear of criticism. Okay? And that's something that really resonated with me. It's interesting. And so the thing is, is, um, you know, the only way to avoid criticism is to do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. That's right. And so that's why, even though that, you know, I might be highly criticized, you know, go ahead, criticize me all you want. I'm yeah. I'm here to spread yeah, me the truth, and I'm here to um, whether you like it or not, whether it Bro. breaks your programming or not. I'm here to say and it, and we're doing and then, it in uh, different but ways. The thing is, like the thing is, I always speak my truth, and it doesn't resonate with everyone because sometimes, you know, you can't teach a baby how to walk when they're in the crawling stage. You know, and so we have to progressively. You can't move pull the flowers to make them grow. Yeah, yeah you can't. You can't yeah. teach a baby how to walk when they're in the crawling stage. So. So you have to slowly and kindly guide them towards the right direction, you know. And by the way, just on the flat earth thing, look up some YouTube videos, Dave Murphy. Type in Dave Murphy flat earth and type in Eric Dubay flat earth. Those are two great resources um, and videos and, you know, that have done theses on this. And and um, it's highly enlightening to say the least. And I didn't didn't believe it at first either. uh, The way that I would also illustrate it visually like we do on on high-level perceptions chapter four portals is that it's really important as people endeavor away from the consensus reality game a neuroticism of the evolutionary pacer that's actually unsustainable and you see these like game b omni win civilizational architects that are happening we have to be more excited about supporting people that are trying to do their best to go into these territories of these genius level mutations although some of them might be wrong and some of them might be deeply right and that it's extremely important to identify that and that's why we say at the end of every episode do let us know your thoughts in the comments below do your own research And if the video resonated, like it, share it with other people, subscribe to the channel. Also, that support the other scientists, spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, engineers, artists, people in their fields that 
are in your communities and around the world that you believe in, support them and execute your own North Stars into the world and leverage these patterns that Josh was sharing on the show around SEO. And we can build that more beautiful future our hearts know as possible. And that's that's a wrap. That's a wrap, folks. Love you very much. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Peace. That's it, my man. That's it.